Welcome to Paradise. Our first campaign, Advantage in Paradise, is a weekly actual play D&D podcast recorded live on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the dulcet tones of our dungeon master, Sean O'Donovan, as he guides you through the wondrous world of Aradun. Last we left off, Lord Harrison's feast had been interrupted by interloping assassins. You had managed to protect the Lord and Wyla the Druidus, uh, who seemed to be targeted by these assassins as they rushed forward to get to them on the dais. But soon after defeating these attackers, you heard a skirmish taking place in the dungeons below. You gathered yourselves together and carefully began stealthily descending the steps to find what was below. About halfway down, you noticed a small rat come running up and stare at you peculiarly. Quickly behind it followed a trail of spore-like gas coming from below, familiar to some of you, or most of you. And then the rat scurried away between your legs out the back. Uh, Wiswick, um, interested in uh, <clears throat> the rat, chasing after the rat, in an attempt to keep it from spreading the plagued spores, but also somewhat due to a bit of fear at what may await them in the basement, chased after the rat into the hall above as the rest of the party descended the steps into the dungeons below. When entering these dungeons, you found, found that the room was covered from ceiling to floor with this spore-like gas, some of it settling more so on the floor than above. Um, amongst the, uh, the gas was seven corpses that must have been the soldiers and assassins fighting in the skirmish below. And you noticed, or Cow particularly noticed, a, uh, a final attacker, a last surviving assassin, standing within the Archdruid's uh, cell, where he was placing a strange lantern down in the center of the cell. It was hard to see through all the spores, but suddenly the lantern lit up. As it lit up, the assassin himself began vanished um, into thin air. You quickly mobilized, having fought invisible foes before. You marched forth to find all the exits and cover them. You, uh, and you immediately began looking around um, patiently. Some of us, some of you a little bit more perceptively, others poking their rapiers into thin air. Um, eventually, the assassin showed himself and he attacked Scarlet, engaging you all in combat as a little wisp shot out from the lantern and flew across the room and into one of the corpses uh, on the floor. As the battle raged on, as you cornered the assassin and began fighting him, Cal, somewhat still shooken, shaken from the last battle, shook from the last battle, um, decided to go and pursue and find where Wiswick was. Um, it was at that point he found Wiswick upstairs, who had just attacked the rat he was chasing. Upon striking the rat with his magic, the creature seemed to die and shrivel for a moment before blowing up back into its true form, the archdruid Orlin, who was attempting an escape in one of his druidic wild shapes. After that, Wiswick and Cal... Uh, joined in a pursuit of the uh, arch druid as he began trying to find an exit that was not straight through the hall. 
Down below, the rest of you fought with the assassin, fought with this strange wisp-like creature, and then continued fighting as the wisp-like creature rose each and every single one of the corpses as a fungus zombie, um, some of which were seemingly still alive in the beginning, but their final breath taken by the wisp before succumbing to the spores. In this process, Wiswick and Cal chased the archdruid upstairs, and just as he escaped by jumping through the window, uh, the upper window of the hall, and changing his form into that of a bat, Wiswick, in the last moment, attacked him with his magic, destroying his bat form, bringing him back to the archdruid form as he fell and descended 25 feet down below, hitting the earth. Um, after that, Wiswick and Cal, seeing no other option, they jumped out the window right after that archdruid. Uh, Wiswick landed directly on the archdruid, smashing his face into the dirt. Uh, Cal gave a beautiful uh, display of his acrobatics as he slid down the, the, the castle walls into a perfect three-point landing before pointing his rapier at the archdruid's throat and threatening him not to move. And once again, thanks to Cal and Wiswick, you narrowly captured the Archdruid, for a second time after he attempted to escape Lord Harrison's prison. <clears throat> what happened next after, of course, your allies below finished off the, uh, the Wisps and the Druid, although one Wisp did disappear into the walls and is somewhere in this castle, uh, though at the time seemingly harmless, um, you rejoined with one another to... to recoup from the uh, the harshness of this fight and to take a breather, check in with the other guests um, from the feast. Uh, you found Wyla, the, the uh, Druidus, tending to those who may have been wounded in the Great Hall. And you found the soldiers that Cal had called over to take the Archdruid outside, taking turns somewhat, uh, or very directly, beating the uh, the shit out of him. Uh, in the courtyard. Uh, when you found him next, he was bloodied, not just from your own attacks upon him, but from unnecessary beatings from the, uh, the guards who are now holding him. Soon you found the arch, the, uh, the Lord, Harrison, and the captain, who promised you time with the Archdruid the next morning, but said that once that was done, the Archdruid would be seeing uh, his last days as an execution would follow. You checked in with one another. You checked in with a few other folks, like McClear, who was being tended to in the, uh, the Great Hall, um, before retiring for the evening. Curon and Wiswick sort of had a moment where they were deciding whether or not to stay up to study more before Curon frustratedly expressed uh, anger that the mask the Archdruid was uh, wearing had been lost or stolen, as uh, that is what the Lord told Curon. At that point, Wiswick, as we know, had stolen the mask with Scarlet earlier, said that they would talk about it in the morning. Um, Kiran, unaware that the mask had been stolen. Um, from there, you all found your, your, your place of rest for the evening. And as you all laid your heads on the pillows, Scarlet, as the night took her, found herself awake in the middle of the night, in a peculiar dream, nightmare, reality, unsure. As her room was completely dark, uh, the fire burnt out, 
and her side wound that she had sustained in the fight, gushing blood out from her. She saw a small crooked figure in the corner um, watching her. She attempted to get up to approach, but the wound made her weak. As the figure gave some threatening messages to her, as she suddenly recognized the face beneath the hood as an old cronish seer, um, blind eyes, uh, young female face, but weathered, teeth aged, um, eyes glazed over with cloudiness. As the figure bellowed, the last thing the creature said, we see you, we see you. And that's where we're going to pick up tonight. So, for you, Scarlet, we are still in this dream. The last thing you heard as you're clutching your side is the voice of the old Cirrus that you know from your past, whispering, croning. <laughs> you're being seen. Uh, we see you. We see you. What do you do? Um... I'm gonna look up at uh, at the at the seer, just staring, daggers pun not intended, um, and uh, ask her, "Is he alive?" Her demeanor doesn't change. As you see, she's um, standing in the corner. Her face sort of there was a a slight smirk at that last line she said. Um, before uh, you spoke. She doesn't say anything. What you see in the, the darkness of the room seems to almost become more intense. As you hear next to her, very suddenly, uh, a full body, a full standing body goes limp and falls out of the shadows to their knees and then slap on the ground in front of you, their face on the ground beside you, blood flowing from beneath them towards you, towards your own blood that is gushing out of your side as you see a familiar face. A young man, probably the same age as you, short hair, short, uh, dark, uh, shaggy blonde hair, uh, not mutton chops, but sideburns coming down. Uh, is, is he moving? No. His eyes are open and dead. I look up at her. You bitch. You know what the rules say, what the law says the king decrees. Crimson Court does not forgive. You won't find me. Oh, we already have. We see you. We see you. So at that point, you you awake in your bed. 
fire is burning slightly. The room is filled with the orange warmth of the flames. You clasp at your side. The wrapped wound is not bleeding. It's achy, but you seem fine. Uh, you stare, you dart your eyes to the corner of the room. There's nothing there. It's just the flickering light of the flames. Was she standing by a window? Is there a window in the room? There is a window to your left. But she was standing in the right corner of the room, mm. away from the window. Okay. Um, I just start crying. Timber, you notice this. You awake from your sleep. As you hear Scarlet weeping quietly in her bed above. Um, <clears throat> Timber kind of gives her like five minutes. <laughs> or like waits until like, you know, she like starts stops like you know met like the the primary cry <laughs> the uh the i don't know i don't know a good first, word to say it yeah the, i know the first the, the wave first, the first wave of 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 heavy crying of heavy tears before, yes. it, turn, before it slowly descends into <laughs> sniffles and yeah, yeah exactly that um and uh timber would um walk up next to her bed still in wolf form um, or get up and walk up and then just just look at her with like like a concerned look. You know how I thought I was hidden. I'm not. Not. They found me, and I. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how. I don't know if they can see me right now. Um. What? Timber would, uh, transform into a humanoid. So, after that bone crunching and, you know, after the <laughs> breaking of the, <laughs> the gross, the gross <laughs> transmutation of his bones and skin and flesh into his uh, humanoid form, <laughs> in this tense uh, moment. What? How, how do you know? I just had some sort of a, a vision, a nightmare. I don't, I don't know what it was, but are they? How how would they know? Do they do they uh, have a scrying spell I don't, on you? I don't do, know. You have. I don't know. Would you? There's only there's only one thing I can think of that possibly could be doing. Um, and I'm gonna take off the glove on my left hand, mm -hmm. and I'm going to show Timber on my left hand. There is a. Uh, a thin scar that looks like a ring. In... I don't know if this has some sort of 
magical property on it, or if it's just... Would they have given you... Did, did they give you that? Yes. I am no magic user. But... I think our best bet is to... <clears throat> talk to the little gnome. Do you think he'd be able to do something about it? He's a little I guess bit, it doesn't hurt to ask. It is a little bit chaotic. Uh, he might have done. Never mind. He's um, he's wiser than he appears. I hope so. He was trying to take my food really. Uh Anyway. Uh, oof. Talk to him. We'll find an answer. I have to go back to bed. And we'll Thank talk you. about this in the morning. Thank you. Proceed back to okay. wolf form. And... Mm -hmm. Curl up in a ball. Okay. After, <clears throat> of course, walking around in circle four times. You gotta clear away all the grass and sticks and dirt. <laughs> Yes, that are in the room. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Easy enough. Um, Timber, uh, kind of keeping an eye on Scarlet as she returns to her resting state, um, begins spinning to find his resting state, falls back to sleep. Scarlet, it takes you a little while, but you're able to force yourself back into a tense sleep. Um, and as the night continues... Easy enough, you all slowly awake the next morning. Scarlet, you wake a little bit later than everyone else, but... Um, Do I still get a long rest? Everyone still gets a long rest. Um, but uh, I'd say for the rest of you, the about the hour you fell asleep, you wake up around 10 a.m. And then Scarlet, you're going to wake up about a half hour later. Can Kiran wake up a little earlier since he tranced? Of course, I'll never. I think I'll, I don't think I'll ever get used to <coughs> Elven trances. So, Kiran, yes, you absolutely wake up at six in the morning. Nice, <laughs> um, well rested, um, but the evening prior on your mind. Kiran's not going to do anything okay. different. He's just kind of going to sit in his room for a bit. Um, He's waiting for Wizwick basically to get up, but he doesn't want to disturb him, so he'll wait till he hears like other commotion going on before checking. Or no. not commotion, but like noises in the hall and stuff like that. Absolutely. So <clears throat> generally amongst the manor, you're you you do not hear you occasionally hear footsteps moving about. Um single footsteps potentially house guards patrolling or servants waking up early to prepare breakfast and other things, but nothing unusual. There's no quiet whispers in the hall or rushed movement. It's the regular bustle of the morning. Okay. Well, then Kiran would spend it in, you know, a light uh, prayer meditation. Mm -hmm. But he just wants to be up before anyone else. That's... Of course. Because he can. 
Um, all right, no, no problem at all. Um, sort of every every hour, you you caught kind of hear a little bit more activity happening, um, a little bit more um, people moving around. You start to hear the bustling outside. Um, you actually start to hear um, a little bit of rain pattering against the windows, um, as it seems there's a small storm today. Um, before ultimately we reach ten o'clock light coming in through the window, everyone else awakens besides Scarlet. Who she'll eventually wake up though. What would you all like to do? The morning is yours. So upon hearing more people getting up, Kiran would be like, Alright, Wizvik's probably up by now. Um collect uh, some of like the books and stuff that they'd been going over, specifically the journal uh, that Kiran found, um, mm. as well as the three. At this point, I have three stones. One is um, for dispelling the darkness. One was never. I don't think we ever found out what it did. It has some kind of magic attached to it. I think it was like abjuration. Um, and then the third was the sending stone that I just picked up from the guy in the basement. Yes, that's right. Also, uh, uh, player talk, did we ever take care of that cursed ring you got up? No, that's so that's where I'm also going with my 100 uh, gold piece dime, er, pearl um, in hand to go walk across the hall, knock, knock, knock on Wizwick's door. I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow it down. <laughs> uh, Wizwick's also preparing his notes and stuff he's also collected all of his gold and he has it stacked up into neat piles of tens and he's got four piles and then the last pile is one coin short and it's driving him up a wall <laughs> <laughs> so Kieran, uh, you walk in to see this yeah he I open the door but like I say, oh, hey, Kiran, and I continue to stare at my coins. <laughs> Kiran gives it a passing glance before walking further into the room, paying no more attention to this hubbub that is uneven coin stacks. Did um, you and go, sleep, Kiran? Oh, yes, of course. It was uh, much needed after that eventful evening we had. How are you feeling this morning? Well, my head's splitting, and I had a horrible nightmare, but other than that, I live. Oh dear, did you drink water? You should always drink water. I hear it's good for the spirits. Mm, I don't have much. Uh, maybe you can go get me some? Kiran gives Wizwick a look that's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? What am I, <laughs> servant? Um, oh, and then well. sits down, and he goes, anyways... I figure we've got some notes to compare, and also holding up the pearl, I have that favor task for identifying right. my ring. Uh, Wiswick quickly grabs for the uh, pearl. Okay. Yeah. Kira I relinquishes it. <laughs> That's a nice uh, little trinket you got there for a uh, gift. It's uh, definitely useful for our means. Uh, 
Yeah, no problem. Let me uh, just whip out this ritual real quick. We wouldn't want to waste my magics on some uh, simple identification. Uh, so uh, hold on. I'll, I'll get to work on this right away. As he does that, I have a question. Did you say this pearl is worth 100 gold? Indeed. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll work out. I'll work that out. Give me a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl, the, the pearl is worth a hundred gold pieces. <laughs> it has to into my uh, what's it called thing. I ask Kiran. Uh, well, I don't know if you noticed, but um, I'm looking a little short for my uh, own goals in Magic Conquest. I've been uh, researching this scroll that I found. Uh, it's a scroll of Featherfall. But I'm a little short on cash when it comes to require purchasing the correct uh, components necessary for me to copy it into my spellbook. Um, just one gold short. Just a single gold piece. It's really not that big of a deal. I promise I'll pay you back. Rolling his eyes, Kieran reaches into his money pouch, withdrawing one gold piece and, like, kind of tossing it haphazardly towards uh, Wizwick. Well, you are doing me a favor. Oh, I knew you were a good friend, Kiran. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really needed this. Now, uh, if we're ever in the pinch uh, and there's a huge drop, we uh, will, uh, you'll know who to call. It's true. I will. Mm -hmm. All right, so are you, Wiswick, are you taking the time to ritually identify uh, just the ring right now, or is, or other things for Kieran? Uh I'm prioritizing his, the ring that's on his uh, mm -hmm. finger. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, when I'm, uh, what's called, preparing my spells for the day, I would also try to attune to the ring that I per got as a, a gift and see what type of magical powers that has. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, in identifying his, uh, <clears throat> Curon's ring, uh, what you find is that it is, um, uh, Curon's ring, um, essentially the overall stat of it is that it is, you can identify through this because it's already been applied, the curse. Ordinarily, <laughs> when you identify it, it would say... Or what you would understand the weaves of magic around it to be is a ring of poison resistance. Um, but it's cursed. So Kiron is cursed with poison vulnerability. Um, it's uh, that's the mo the overall um, effect of the ring. Um, it won't come off without a uh, remove curse spell, um, and it is. Um, that's generally what you can get from the Identify, is that it is a cursed ring of poison resistance that causes the inverse effect, and it will not come off his finger until he, uh, he remove curse spell is applied to it. Okay, and nothing like Dispel Magic would be successful in that sort of thing as well? Uh, dispel Magic could, could, um, could uh, remove the curse. Okay. So either, uh, either remove curse spell or Dispel Magic. All right, I will relay that information to Kiran as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the results of my calculation 
conclude that the pearl that you're using is roughly 70 millimeters across. Uh, yeah, is, I did this, didn't I? Which is, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, about ten times, it's a fat about pearl. Ten, ten times the average pearls. It comes from the uh, the finest uh, oysters. Giant oysters. <laughs> Those giant... Uh, Land oysters. oysters. Land oysters. They roam the, the five wilds. <laughs> I think I had one of those for dinner. <laughs> okay, and you are tuning to your own, uh, the ring you have as well, right? Correct. Okay. So the ring you have is, uh, upon attuning to it, you find that it is a ring of warmth. Um, so it requires attunement, which you've done. Um, while wearing this ring, you have resistance to cold damage. In addition, you and everything you wear and carry are unharmed by temperatures as low as negative 50 degrees. Fair enough. That is pretty awesome. So, Wiswick is... not relay this information to anyone. <laughs> Wiswick is perpetually toasty. <laughs> I actually... This feels just like home. Like... Actually, it, it feels really comfortable for Wiswick. Like he didn't realize it at first, but maybe it was just all the drinking that he was doing. But uh, <laughs> particularly this morning, he feels a lot uh, com more comfortable in his own skin, and he now realizes it's because of this ring. Okay, uh, so he relays to you the cursed uh, ring on your finger. Um as well as placing his own ring on. You don't really notice much of it, uh, other than that he um, concentrates on the ring. Um, did you want him to identify anything else? No, that was just the only thing. I mean, it can only be used on one thing, right? At a time, yeah. So it yeah. takes a while to identify multiple objects. Yeah, I would say after we finish doing these things, I'm going to go up to Kiran and... Uh... I'm going to say, well, uh, listen, Kiran, i, I got to be honest. Uh, I kind of left things open-ended last night, and I I've been wanting to talk to you for a while now. Uh, I haven't been completely honest with you, and uh, I want to just uh, speak about something. But I, I, w I don't want you to freak out, okay? I want, I want you to take this like in strides and just know that we did it for the good of everyone here okay uh, what are you getting at it'll all make sense when you uh go get the dog from uh scarlet's room <sighs> should i go get you water while i do that yeah I mean, uh... <laughs> run away. might so, as well kieran gets up and should I do this now? Yeah, I think now would be the best time. Fine. So Kiran exits, exits <clears throat> Wizwick's room, crosses the <laughs> hall to Scarlet's room, looks around, kind of annoyed. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Uh, for everyone else's sake, uh, if, if um, Timber and Cal want to do anything, um, whatever, what Kiran and, and Wizwick just did there took probably a little bit of time. Um, so you would all be awake and have a chance to do things. Scarlet, by the time he knocks on the door, you're just waking up. Um, I imagine Cal is just doing calisthenics. <laughs> Actually. Oh. <laughs> He's reading his book. 
he wakes up kind of bleary eyed, right? Like kind of like mm-hmm. in a in a in a daze, perhaps stupor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he slowly, much slower than average. Normally, he's like a boom, we're up. All right, here we go, kind of a guy. You know what I mean? Um, he, he wakes up and he kind of like looks around and he's all confused. And then he like stares off into nothing while cleaning his blades. Mm-hmm. And then he starts. So it takes Cal a moment to get into his usual routine as he's still adjusting after what happened the evening prior. Correct. Which, for those of you at home, if you weren't, if you didn't watch last episode, if you don't remember, he did um, admit, uh, I believe, to Wiswick that this was the first time he's ever killed anyone. Um, but back to Scarlet's room. Kieran knocks on your door. Wait, wait, wait! I wanted to do something before. Sorry, Tim. Uh, t- thanks. I'm I'm Tim. You're Alex, Tim. <laughs> uh, Wait, I'm Tim or I'm Alex? You're Alex. <laughs> Wait, I'm Alex. Okay. Yes, you're Alex, Tim. Timber. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I would like to inspect the little orange box. Oh, that's right. Uh, absolutely. Sorry, I just gotta go back to the other pages. <clears throat> the little orange box, yes, that has... So when you open the box, uh, I'm assuming you're gonna switch into hybrid or oh, I'm um, humanoid. Uh, yeah, to to expect this, my claws um, would get in the way. <laughs> yeah, your, your snout could get in the way. My snout. Um, <laughs> oh, why am I so? Oops. Okay. Uh, oh, that's right. You don't know what they are. Oh, wait. You might. So the box uh, contains two uh, vials of um, two potions. One is a bright orange liquid with smoke filling the top of the vial. Um, so it's it has a slight glow to it. It's an orange liquid. It almost looks like it's boiling. Okay. And the top of the bottle has that like lantern smoke covering all over it. Um, <clears throat> the other one, there's another one that looks like a muddy-looking concoction. Sort of like... Uh, the appearance is kind of like the, um, it's mud. Um, <laughs> I, I was trying to remember that potion in Harry Potter that looks gross. Uh, uh, polyjuice potion. Polyjuice potion. It looks like a polyjuice potion, except sticking out of the gross, muddy, gray coloring is, we, you can only see, you're looking, and it looks like like a patch of scales. Um, like, some, like you notice, like, oh, is that a like dried up feather? Uh, oh, is that a whole claw? Um, it's uh, filled with what looks like just like loose, small but loose animal parts. Two potions. Can I uh, investigate? Or yes, you can. You can give me. Um, I'll give you. You can give me a uh, an alchemist kit check. Yep. Because you have an alchemist kit, right? Yep. Yep. So go ahead and give me that. So you can add your proficiency bonus. Yeah. Um, wisdom modifier. And wisdom modifier, yeah. Well, one of them is a nat one. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, okay. The other one is a 21. Wait, no, 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 no. Sorry. That's wrong. It's a 20. Dirty 20. So you got a dirty 20 and a, a nat, nat one. one. Okay, so which one is for which? You decide. Uh, sorry, I should have specified earlier. The uh, 20 is for 
the um, orange potion with the the lantern potion. lantern glow. Okay. Let me just look up real quick. Ah, yes. Okay. So the dirty twenty is for the glowing potion. This is a potion of fire breath. After drinking this potion, you can use a bonus action to exhale fire at a target within 30 feet of you. Target must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw, taking 4d6 fire damage on a failed save or half on a successful. The effect ends after you exhale the fire three times or when one hour has passed. Potion of dragon breath? Fire breath. Fire breath. No, I said dragon breath. Okay. All right. Cool. And the other one's just mud. It's you, for you, you. I'll say at the very least, as an alchemist, you know that it is. It's not just a jar of mud. Yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. a potion. Yeah. Pretty much, what you get for your nat one is this is a potion. <laughs> Got it. Uh, you look as you inspect closer. You can see what looks like uh, a, a bit of squirrel tail. That's what you get. <laughs> it's just got loose animal parts in it. Apparently, <laughs> it's somewhat appetizing. Uh, I guess, I guess, as as timber, yes, it is. Kind of looks like a, a weird werewolf meat cocktail with mud, <laughs> um, but uh, jambalaya. It, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's jambalaya. No, that's where your nat one gets you. You think it's jambalaya? Okay. <laughs> ah, yes. Cajun cuisine. Uh, Very popular in this fantasy setting. <laughs> uh, I, that'll, that'll take up all my time uh, mm-hmm. before uh, the door gets knocked on. Okay. So, the door, you hear right as you're sort of finishing sniffing the muddy potion, uh, you notice Scarlet has just woken up and there's a knock on the door. I, I put on my cloak and um, Try to wrap my giblets in the scarf. <laughs> uh, you you don't need to wrap your giblets in the scarf. Remember, you have an extra large cloak. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, you can if you want. No, nah, it's I, unnecessary. Um, Make, bundle them up. I need pants. Um, a blanket. Yeah, <laughs> I open the door. Okay, so with uh, Curon. Um, Having well, actually, seen... well, before I would normally like peek first before opening the door, just in okay. Case so somebody else. Kieran, you you see uh, through the door the slight form of a very uh, animalistic-looking humanoid, what you can presume is Timber, but this is neither the wolf you've seen before or the werewolf you've seen. This is something in between, um, wrapped in a cloak, um, a very large, colorful cloak. Ah, um, Timber, is that you? Yes. Uh, uh Alex, sorry, to, sorry, guys. Alex, could you describe this form to everyone, including the audience? Because I don't think you've actually described it. Uh, yeah, it's it's only like once before, I think. So yeah, give us another description. Sure. Um, so dark gray fur all around. Um, it's not pretty looking, but if you were to smash a humanoid form with fur of, you know long fur. He would kind of look like this. Um, it's You're a gray blotchy. Wookie? It's kind of like a gray Wookiee. 
if you want it, but not not extremely long hair and not stupid looking. Um, How dare you! <laughs> uh, he's very blotchy with fur all around. Um, so like, there's there's just like bare skin on some areas. Um, one arm has uh, well, like is more beastly than the other. Um, so one has claws as if he was in his hybrid form, and the other is a normal-looking human arm with blotches of fur running up the body. Um, yeah, it's it's not exactly yeah, he pretty. Looks, he looks like a messed-up human-wolf hybrid science experiment. Uh, I think a good um, like reference is more experimenty looking and hybridized in the sense of like disparity between parts. Um, but kind of like, I always imagine it kind of like Sabretooth from the the original X-Men movies. Um, kind of like fur in a certain places, but regardless, mm-hmm. you've never seen it before. And as Alex described it, it's not pretty. Saber wolf killer instinct. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the hybrid form. Clayton. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed the originality. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Timber, is that you? Yes. How can I help you, Kiran? Um, I was just with Wiz. He was acting very strange. I mean, I'd say stranger than usual, but at this point, everything he does is the same level of strange that he can't quite get used to. Anyways, he told me not to freak out and that what you guys did was for the good of everyone. And he said to come to you. Uh, Do you want to join us in his room? Is is Scarlet awake? I don't uh, need to let's, disturb anyone. Let, let's let's go in the other room. I, I look uh, over. I, I look over at Scarlet to see if she's like awake. Awake. Would she I is have awake. heard? Okay. Would I have heard him say that? You are very drowsy and groggy, but you you definitely would hear this whole conversation because you have been wait, in the process of waking up over the last like. Ten, five to ten. So you've heard this all, and you are—you feel very weak, but you do hear it. Um, not quite sitting up yet. Kieran, what did what did Wizwick tell you? Um, good morning. Um, he told me you guys did something. I assume now you're all included. I thought it was just Wizwick at first. Um, and not to freak out. What's going on? Uh, I I let I let I I lead Kieran in the room, and then in I close the door. Room? Yeah, and then I close the door behind. Him. We should all be together when that comes out. When what comes? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go get and and let's get Cal. You all should. Uh, so Kieran at this is like, what? Uh, what's going on? So he walks to the door and he's like, I'll go get Cal if you two want to join Wizwick in his room. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, Timber. when, oh, go ahead. No, I just Timber opens the door for it. Okay. Uh, I want, when Kieran walks out, I want to turn to you, Timber, and just very quietly, don't mention the ring. Just yet. Please. Remember not. 
Okay. Easy enough, you all go. Um, you stop before heading to Wiswick's room at Cal's room, right? To get him? Yeah. Cal, is there anything you want to say before being, or anything anyone wants to say before we all just gather in Wiswick's? Uh, I actually, I don't think I'm going to go with, I'm going to keep doing push-ups and be like, I'll catch up with you later. Like, you, I'm not looking at him. Do you ignore the, the knock entirely, or do you actually open and say no? I do, yeah, I just ignore the knock. Okay. So, Cal rejects you. Can well, you, upon maybe, not, if Kieran's knocking and there's no response, he would try the door. Well, Cal... I'll be like, I'm still sleeping. Okay. Kieran would then... Oh, apologies. Um, When you're awake, we'll be in Wizwick's room. Closes the door and goes to Wizwick's room to meet up with everyone. And Kieran, I would say just generally uh, that that would be odd to you, knowing that what you know. As the person who's always waking up early, Cal's always the next person who wakes up. Right. Who's and always active, so that is strange to you. But you all, without Cal, gather into Wiswick's room. Wiswick, they all enter at the same time. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Alright, so can someone please tell me what's going on? Well, um... Uh, I thought well, you said um, we weren't going to tell him. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> okay, Kiran. Kiran, here's the secret. Uh, the secret is um, uh, it's Cal's birthday. <laughs> oh, illusion, and I make a big happy birthday sign in my room. That's why Cal's acting so weird. <laughs> Kiran, like it, in his head, he's like, that makes so. He's like. Oh. Does Cal, he didn't does, want you to spoil the surprise. Wait, wait, Cal. He, I don't think he's feeling well. He, or does he not enjoy his birthday? Um, I went when I went to get him. He, you know, said he was still waking up. He seemed not to want to see us. I oh. think he's homesick. I think he th thought we forgot because we didn't mention it. <laughs> I, ma right. I imagine. I imagine at this point, at the mention of. <laughs> This is Cal's birthday. Uh, Timber kind of looks at Wizwick like, <laughs> like you got you told him you to come get us. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. It's not Cal's birthday. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Wait, uh, Wizwick, why do you lie to me so? <laughs> I just—it's really the tough. best of buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, show him, Timber. Just show him. Uh, I'm, uh, I was show really drunk what? last night, Scarlet. I, I said some things I shouldn't have. While he's he's speaking, I I just take out the mask and I. Oh god. So Timber, out of his his extra dimensional pockets, uh, pulls out the um, exactly what it is the the Archdruid's mask, the same strange sigils on it, the same wooden mask, holding it out to you. Kiron would grab it in his hands and any chance that he just like feels a soft tingle of magic or anything in it. Oh yeah. Power. Okay. <laughs> no, I'll, I would say what it actually feels like though. And, and this is reference for everyone. Um, maybe not so much timber cause you're kind of a strong dude. So it didn't feel heavy in your hands. As a, a strong dude. 
Uh, you're a dexterous dude. I think. <laughs> this is accurate for anyone who touched it and held it. It's Listen. very heavy to the touch. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 totally. Go for it. It's much, I'll just say real quickly for Q, Kieran, it's much heavier than this amount of wooden mask should be. And it, it, the weight is almost like it's pulling in. Like the, the weight is more like a gravitational, for lack of a better term. Kieran, uh, the reason why I held this from you and I told the others to keep quiet was because. I've seen the way you've been rigorously searching for answers from the the Archdruid, and it, it hasn't come up well for you, and I, I didn't want you to fall into the same trap that he fell into, and I know that this mask is the source of whatever evil that caused him to do these terrible things, and... I just, I just was looking out for you and looking out for everyone. I didn't want you to do something that would reveal the fact that we may or may not have killed a guard in order to get this. Killed someone? The, the Lord just said that it was stolen. You killed someone. Oh, no, at this, at this, Kiron puts down the mask and he's like. I would say in that moment, Kiron drops the mask. Actually, oh, it, it class, it, it, and it hits the ground and it, it just. Like it's it's odd. It doesn't bounce. It just. But I would say yes. There is some. Uh, it does sound often a lot like a ring of power. But regardless, um, it's funny. I just want to say real quick. Someone mentioned the Jim Carrey mask movie uh, <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it Cuban Pete. <laughs> Like, the way this mask looks is not super unlike what the Jim Carrey mask looks like. <laughs> Except it's gray, right? That's the only thing. Except, yeah. It's, it's, it's painted it's gray. it's not a shitty movie? It's not a shitty movie, yeah. But it's painted with, like, a gray, yellowish color. Just a reminder for everyone about what the mask looks like. Um, <clears throat> it's made, it is made of wood, uh, presumably ash bark or ash wood. Um, it is painted a gray color that is also somewhat has a slight yellowish tinge to it. Um, there are eyes on it that are, um, they are shaped like human eyes, but they aren't holes in the mask. They're painted on just the shape of eyes, not the filled in pupil or iris, but there's no holes there to look through. And the mask has no mouth, no nose, and it just has um, some druidic sigils across the uh, the forehead. So you're telling me you stole this to protect me from looking for it? And you killed well, a guard? Not necessarily. I mean, we stole it for the pursuit of knowledge and also... Because we didn't want anybody else having it, because it's a super dangerous item. Uh, I mean, it, we're assuming it's a super da dangerous item. I didn't know that the guard, the the what's called leader, was gonna give us it or not. So I was afraid it was gonna corrupt again, and I didn't want anybody else to be that way. So I kind of took it into my own hands to 
Mm. Take Scarlet in there to get it, and things went badly, not not optimally, and things had to happen, and people who were innocent got hurt, and we're not proud of it. I don't think she's proud of it. I'm definitely uh, regretting it forever, but it happened, and I, I just had to get it off my chest, and I really hope that you can understand and not throw us under the bus. As far as anyone knows, Kiron, it was the, under, under, the assassins. Uh, under the trolley, or what's the medieval equivalent wagon. of the bus? The wagon, <laughs> yeah. As far as anyone knows, Kiron, it they think it's the assassins that killed that guy. I'd like it to stay that If they ask me... I can't lie for you. But I won't bring it up. Well, then I guess we better hope they don't ask you. Uh, Timber will... Is it still on the ground? Yes. Uh, Timber's gonna pick it up and put it back in his pocket. Well, oh, wait. Nope. Nope. As far I, as... I got this... As I got far this pearl. as... I think if we have it, let's investigate it now. Yeah, that, that was kind of why I brought... Th- this is why... This is another reason well, why I wanted to tell you, like, now, now's the time for well, you don't to get figure to keep out whatever it. secrets. Yeah, no, that's fine. You can have it. I'm totally okay with that. And I don't want to touch that thing as much as you do, for sure. No, nor do you. And I look at Kiran, and I hand it to I hand it to uh, Wiswick. Kiran is eyeing Timber, disgruntfully, but doesn't say anything. Um, while I'm at it, does anybody else have anything they want me to uh, identify? Kiran was nice enough to get this cool pearl for me, and it's been. Doing wonders for magic items. Like, check out all this cool stuff that I figured out. And I, I show off the ring, and I say what it does, and I tell him about Kiran's curse. Okay. <clears throat> um, so. Wizwick, can you identify things that are, I guess, I guess you would be able to since you did it on Kiran, but identify things that are on people? Yeah, sure. All right, um, I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take off the my glove on my left hand again and show him the scar. Um, I don't know if there's anything magical about this, but I figured you might be able to tell me. You'll probably get this from context clues, but we lose Clayton. He uh, freezes here for a second, so we cut back to me, and then he'll come back in later, and uh, you'll know when that happens. Sorry. Did uh, Did he freeze? I think Clayton froze. (laughs) (laughs) Unless he's unless he's dumbfounded. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, in the cave of wonder. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, across the kingdom <laughs> Our <laughs> second group gets their start We all just become new characters <laughs> roll a new character <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm John I'm a human McNormal uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Dan Smith I, uh 
Uh, so. <laughs> I'm an okay, actor. So Cal uh, is going Sorry. into a second full round of calisthenics. Almost, <laughs> almost like he's trying to get lost in the uh, kind of labor aspect, the physicality mm-hmm. of it. Absolutely. And Cal, you're you're going very hardcore. You're like you're it's the bleak sun is coming through the window. He's just like seeing the beads of sweat hitting the wooden floors. Um as you're pushing yourself much further than you normally would. Yeah. And here Clayton comes back in answering Scarlet's previous question about the scar on her finger. Uh I I take the um I, I'm assuming she's doing this after I finished with the mask. Uh, no, I'd say that it, it's not. Uh, it's before you start working with the map. All right, uh, Scarlet. I am going to need to uh, touch your finger in order to see if there's any magical properties uh, that are affecting you. But uh, let me just finish up with this mask first, and you're the next one on the list. All right. Thank you. Okay, so you're going to ritual cast on the mask? Mm-hmm. Identify? Correct. Alright, I uh, would like you to give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh boy. Well, I have advantage because it's a spell. I'm hoping it's a spell. Uh, it's a magical effect, so... Right? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I rolled a 10. With advantage. Alright. I was hoping the wizard would resist. <laughs> Uh, all right, so <clears throat> you take the mask in your hands from uh, uh, Timber, and after speaking with uh, Scarlet, you begin ritually casting your spell. The pearl sort of floats above with the feather dancing around it. As you're focusing on the mask, you feel a compelling, overwhelming feeling. Oh, you got to put this mask on. You've got a, you've you've got the only way you can understand this mask is if you put it on. And I'll say for everyone else in the room, what you see is the spell interrupt for a moment. And then you see Wiswick sort of staring in a distance holding the mask. And you see him start to slowly lift it to his face. Can I reach and try and pull him back? I would say you have a chance to. Yeah. You may certainly try. I would like to. Um, now, what I'd ask is <laughs> is for, and it's it's a good thing it's the gnome doing this. <laughs> I'd like a competing strength check from both of you. Can I use sleight of hand? <laughs> you, you know what? Yes. <laughs> can I use sleight of hand? No, but you can use dexterity instead of strength. Oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> turned... I don't know why I'm doing this, but it turned my minus two strength into a plus three sleight of hand, so uh, good luck. Oh, I rolled a four, so seven is your beat. Oh, I rolled poorly too, but I got a nine. (laughs) (laughs) So it it is, it is a, uh, it's a a mess the way this happens. It's not, it's certainly not just Scarlet pulls his hands down and is like, don't do that. No, it's very much so Scarlet attempts to grab it first and Wizwick like, pulls it in like a weird like roundabout way and Scarlet kind of tumbles forward but like and is like actually has to wrestle it from his hands. Um, but they're both tumbled down to the ground. 
as Wizwick, as soon as the, the mask leaves your hands, you kind of come out of the trance. You gleaned no information about the actual mask itself, other than that this overwhelming force charmed you and uh, was magically forcing you to put the mask on. Uh, Timber's oh. going to walk over and rip the rip the mask out of his hands and just... No, wait! Wait! Nope. I gotta nope. try again! No, you can't. But, you but come on! I was so close! You've lost your chance. It's not gonna happen again! I, I mm. can't fall for the same trick twice! I look at Scarlet. Look, I'm way smarter than you! I know how magic works! I got this! After he says he's way smarter than me, uh... <laughs> Timber just pushes him to the ground again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, with, like, it's non-lethal. Like, I just take the yeah. thing, I tumble, I do a little roll, and I stand back up, and I say, come on! It is, um... The effect is a little bit deeper than just it was forcing you to put the mask on, and it's sort of in line with how you're already role-playing it. Like, it's in the back of your head. I gotta find out what this mask is. Even it not, and not like I gotta put it on. You don't feel that anymore. It's... That was something, and I need to know. I mean, I mean, I understand how it looks. Uh, I was, I was definitely under the effects of the magic of that thing. But it's really important that we figure out w what its capabilities are before the the druid is executed. It might be our only clue as to figuring out if he's innocent or not. We need definitive proof that this mask is the cause of all of this trouble. <laughs> uh, uh, Timber, <laughs> uh, Timber is just going to ignore him and put the mask away. And and also look at Kiron while he's doing putting the mask away. Uh, Somebody back me up here. While all this has been happening, Kiron's like kind of like away from the group, like just like observing everything. And upon seeing Timber put it away, Kiron does give a little nod, like, okay, we're dealing with something a little more here. Also, he still feels bad about putting on that cursed ring, so he's gonna take that lesson <laughs> to heart. <laughs> Don't put on the Archdruid's knickknacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, with this, uh, he will point to the Archdruid's journal mm -hmm. um, and say... I believe the more work we get finished on translating the Archdruid's journal, the more enlightened we will be to this overall situation. That that good on you, Kieran. That that, that that's actually not a bad idea. Um, I mean, I, I I do want to figure out the mask, but if you could find it, find something in the journal, I guess that might solve our problems. Uh, I, I've actually got a lot of stuff on my plate. I'm completely swamped. I mean, I gotta figure out this mask. I gotta figure out Scarlet's thing. I gotta add some new spells to my book. I mean, I I, I also got this vial here. Answer the Scarlet's out. question. Let's be all with it. Oh yeah. Okay. I I mean, yeah. We got a lot of work to do. So I I begin to do Scarlet's thing. And what exactly are you doing? To the, uh, to the... I'm going to hold her hand. Well, I begin uh, doing the same identify 
processes I've been doing where I draw a magic rune around myself or on the ground and I grab, take her hand and I put it into the magic rune and I hold her finger uh, where the scar is and I begin chanting the incantation to cast the spell. Okay. And the general idea of identify, so you don't have to look it up. You read uh, my mind as I was looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> if you instead touch a creature through the casting, you learn what spell, if any, are currently affecting it. So if she is affected by a spell, I am going to figure out what it is. Excellent. Uh, that works. Um... <laughs> No, no, that's a that's a a very uh, uh, good point. Uh, scrying. You uh, you can identify that this scar satisfies the um, in a weird way, not in the exact. It's somewhat. So you have read a little bit about scrying. You don't know the spell or how exactly it works. Um, I'm actually going to ask you to give me an Arcana check in addition. You do identify through the spe identify spell that it is a uh, scrying uh, charm on there. You mean I know exactly what it is? <laughs> a natural 20 plus 8 yeah. Arcana. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Wizards. <laughs> so, of course, you know scrying is a divination spell and that this is in what you can identify is that this scar has been imbued with sc scrying enchantment. Um, so when someone casts a scrying spell, they, the more items they have in reference to the individual, the, and the more familiar they are with the individual, the higher the chance they have at scrying upon them. Um, so in this situation, you understand that the person who has been scrying on her has firsthand experience with her and is familiar with her and that the... <clears throat> Um, that the scar is sort of a twist on a part of the spell. So you have a, a, a better chance of scrying on someone if you have a piece of them, a body part, lock of hair, a bit of a nail, or the like. But this enchantment is customized in the sense of this scar is almost in place of that, in the sense of the knowledge of the scar upon the ring finger of the left hand is in place of that, which makes it incredibly difficult for Scarlet to resist being scried upon. She is not totally incapable of the resisting the scrying spell, and especially now that she knows when, if once you tell her that the uh, scrying effect is upon her, but the whoever did this to her made sure that it was very hard for her to not be watched by them. Mm. Mm. A competent spell indeed. You must have had a run-in with a powerful magician. Uh, not unlike myself. Of course, the Great Wiswick has a solution for you. Actually, I have two, but uh, one's a little nastier than the other. What is it? Are you going to say well, cut off her finger? Well, I mean, that, that's definitely plan B. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, this, this is a scrying spell. It, it's made by someone. It's, it's been customized, sort of, with a strange magic 
that I'd love to learn more about, but uh, it seems to be connected to the scar on your ring finger. If you were to remove the scar in some way, it would make it harder for her to trace you. Uh, but there are other means as well to attempt to avoid this uh, spell this, that's affecting you. Um, unfortunately, it's something that they could probably track you for an indefinite amount of time. It's, it's very difficult to escape. Uh, my only other option would be to cast a spell that has been long known for my people. Uh, it's actually one of our specialties. It's known as non-detection. Oh. Um, it, it's a great spell. It will completely eliminate her ability to tra track you, but unfortunately it, it, it takes some time. It only lasts about a day, maybe eight hours. And uh, it has quite a cost. You're going to have to find me some diamonds. <laughs> that sounds expensive. Well, I mean, it's just diamond dust, but it's better to have a lot of it, you know, in case we got to keep casting the spell. <sighs> All right, well. Also, who doesn't love diamonds? I mean, am I right? Kieran <laughs> is Don't not we amused. know a gem cutter? Some of you, two of you, did meet a gem cutter the night prior. Brigitte. <clears throat> Brigitte, yes. There's also the small little tidbit that I have to level up in order to get the spell. I <laughs> <laughs> to know that. The <laughs> small tidbit that he does not know the spell. <laughs> You're not going to say that aloud. <laughs> He knows all the spells. Oh, just it's not... rather common. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know this one. Yeah. All my people know it. <laughs> I said my people know it. I didn't say I know it. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Um, are you able to do the reverse effect? Are you able to scry on them? <laughs> uh, eventually, maybe. Like I said, this is a very capable wizard. She's got a lot more power under her belt than little old Wiswick. Oh, I'm ve very aware of But she doesn't have the creativity. It's all in the brain, I'm telling you. We can outsmart any of those arch wizards. They got nothing on us. We'll figure this out. <laughs> I appreciate your help with I'd, I'd say in this moment of almost like bubbling excitement in Wiswick at the one curiosity about the mask, two bewilderment at a custom spell that intrigues him. Um, the room comes back to him though, and he realizes what they're in the room for, and, and sort of the the dour expression on Kiron, the dour expression on Timber, despite this very progressive uh, discovery for Scarlet's story. It's still a shitty situation right now. <laughs> People are still upset. Um, at this point, is there anything else you'd like to do in the room? Where is Cal? As I said, he did not appear to wish to join us this morning. I mean... And apparently it's not his birthday. 
So, I don't know why he is acting this way. Uh, I might know why. Wisbeck knows everything. Uh. <laughs> and he always goes, uh. <laughs> I might know. He's just so easy to talk to. <laughs> why? Can I see the mask and then I'll tell you? No. Uh, okay, it was worth a shot. Uh, well, um, Cal was really freaking out the other day because uh, he ended up killing somebody. And uh, even though I coerced him to do his best against the Archdruid, I, I really had to, like, force him to help me out. Like, he was really broken up about the whole thing like most of the work was done by yours truly and, <laughs> and hey buddy, fuck you I impaled him from 30 feet away <laughs> well you know Cal, Cal gets into slumps and I mean he, he, I, I thought him it being is. an adventurer and all he would be used to this sort of thing but he's taking it a lot harder than I thought he would um I think that he needs some cheering up, and I don't know if I'm the one to do it. I, I tried, but he, he didn't seem to take my pep talk very positively. I'll go talk to him. Uh, okay, I mean, okay. I've still got a few things to identify, so if you want to call me over when you're done, maybe I'll, I'll come in with the birthday stuff. I mean, I, I still have a cake. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go put my glove back on, and then I'm going to go um, knock on Cal's door. Okay. Inside the room, is there anything else you all would like to do inside the room? Uh, I know, Wiswick, you're going to identify more things for uh, Kiron. Uh Yeah. My goal right now is currently, well, I don't think anybody gave me anything else. Oh. I, I have... Do you have something? Yeah, sorry. I have the uh, the three stones um, that I've collected thus far for identifying. Okay, so I think I'm going to start with his second stone, the one that was unidentified. Like, we knew it was abjuration magic, but we didn't know what it actually did. Mm -hmm. uh, second up on the list is my red potion that's been bubbling in my pocket for a while now. Mm-hmm. And third on the list would be, oh, uh, trying to write the, using my money, trying to uh, write the Featherfall spell into my skill book. Uh, and also fourth, Ember uh, would give you his muddy, uh, delicious potion to identify. All right, put that as second because I'm doing other people's stuff first. Okay. And so, abjuration oh. stone, red bubbling potion, mud or abjuration stone, muddy potion, bubbly oh, red oh. potion, um, and then anything, and send in the third stone. Yeah, the sending stone. Oh, sure, yeah, and then and then my uh, spell. Feather and then fall. you're going to copy down the feather fall spell, and you have the supplies for that, correct? The ink does. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I got my one gold. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'd and say I get completely broke after this. I, I'll say just uh, for flavor wise, like easy enough to find that in town. You you have to leave for a little bit and come back, but you find it easy. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty much out of commission for like an hour and a half with all this junk. Great, great. Uh, and I'll after checking with everyone else, I'll come back to you and let you know what you got. Um, but at the very least, you can you know the Featherfall spell now, or it's in your spell book. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, all right. Curon uh, and Timber, are you just going to hang with Wizwick for now? Or go get breakfast? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Timber would try to entice Curon to go get breakfast. Uh, it, like, Curon looks like he doesn't really want to go out, but he's like, all right, I, I should probably have some words with the wolfman. Or spend time with okay. the wolfman. But okay. you should you should you should go to Scarlet and Tim. The Wolfman, uh, publish Tor Yeah, I'm gonna do Scarlet and Tim first, but uh, after that, we're gonna touch back with uh, Tim and Curon, who easy enough just for expedient sake, you find uh, servants downstairs, and it's very easy to request some food from them. They know your guest is the Lord. Uh, I oh. have a question for you though, Timber. Are you wolving or are you? I am wolving. Down? I am wolving. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, easy enough. Scarlet. Um, can I ask Wiswick one question before I go out the door? Sure. Wiswick, do you know when people are casting that, that scrying spell, can they make you see things that didn't actually happen? Have you been th- seeing things that haven't happened lately? Have you been hallucinating? No, I just saw something. It's going to I, <laughs> I saw something that I really hope was not true. Mm. Well, you know, that's quite concerning. I, I don't believe that this spell has anything to do with your uh, hallucinations. I mean, I I don't understand how this magic works precisely, so maybe there's some sort of caveat that I missed, but I feel like I have a great understanding of what's affecting you, and that really shouldn't be affecting your sight or doesn't have any illusory, illusory, illusory properties of it. So I, I think you're good. I mean, are, are you good? I'm just going to shake my head and walk out. Uh, Wizwick, as she's sort of leaving, I would like you to give me a quick arcana check based on her description of what was happening to her. Uh, Six plus eight is 14. Yeah, not quite. You know you've heard of spells that may be able to alter thoughts, memories, visions, whatever, but you're not quite sure what it is. All right, Scarlet, checking in with Cal. Yep. Um, Cal. Uh, Cal is doing shirtless handstand push-up. I don't know why shirtless. Uh, <laughs> so is ripped bod. When you go inside, uh, Cal, I would like you to give me a um, strength saving throw. 
That's a 21. You maintain your vigor. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because of how hard you've been working out, I need to, need to check in with you there. Uh, but you're, you're crushing it, dude. Although it's, <laughs> it's, it's sad push-ups. Um. <laughs> my, face, my face has not changed. And, and it, yeah, it's just like completely blank. Just, just, just do it. So, yeah. So, Scarlet, you see him doing this. You see on the, the floor, is it's not like covered in sweat, but like you can, Gross. he is covered in sweat in a way that you know he's been in pushing himself really hard. Um, you see his, you know, still bloodstained clothes from the evening before laid over on the side. His rapier is on the the, uh, the, the bed, but it is perfectly clean and pristine um, as he is doing handstand push-ups. Up. You see the silhouette from the window light. I, uh, yeah, I, I would flip over if she opened like I did. Drops down and stands <laughs> up quickly. <laughs> and and I kind of like, you see me assume kind of like a like a forced kind of pleasant face, just like, Miss Scarlet, can I help you? Came to check on you. I heard you had quite an evening last night and might not be handling it well. Well, uh, I'm sure we all had uh, quite the evening. It, I don't want to. Uh, it was. It certainly wasn't all me. He says, "Like, yeah, like you could tell that because uh, I'm not playing this well." His tone is very forced. Like, it's very like yeah. I'm. Like, was is it obvious that I know you're not be, you're not being genuine? You could probably see the pain in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very much so. Cal's expression. It's it's the voice sounds like Cal, although it is somewhat forced. But the face is not reflecting what he's saying. And and how are you? Uh, apologies. Not well. But I don't want to talk about me right now. It's not every day that you get your first kill. Bum, bum. You see his face drop. No, I I suppose it isn't. <clears throat> Thought you might want to talk about it. He sits down on whatever sitting surface available. <laughs> Better uh, chair. Yeah, uh, whatever I was against, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, well, it's uh, that's not what I I imagined uh, we would be doing. I suppose I, I don't know. Uh, it's certainly by surprise. Hmm. I suppose that's fair. It's it's just it's not. Uh, it's not what I trained for. And uh, it's not, certainly not what my master taught me to do. Well, I suppose it is what he taught me to do, but it's not why he taught me. Um, something I said last night, and, and something he always told me was, was critical to the swords, the bladesman's art, um, was to always draw your, your blade with a clean conscience and clean hands. And I don't, I don't know if that's me anymore. You did what you had to in the situation. You didn't do it on purpose. Well, it's not... Uh, I don't know if that matters all that much. <laughs> and you see him... Uh, you can see tears in his eyes at the point. Uh, um, go ahead. It's not... It's not that... I mean, I know, I know we were fighting for everyone... But it doesn't seem to help. 
Well, if it makes you feel better, I killed someone on purpose yesterday. <laughs> In the fight last night, uh, right? No. Who, who then? What, when? Well, this is why we wanted to talk to you earlier, but... Wiswick asked me to go look for the Archdruid's mask. I found it. And then the guards found a body. Left by you. Yes. I can't stop thinking about it. Why? Why? Why did you... Not why can't you stop thinking about it, but why Why did you do that? Out of habit. Uh, Cal is a little... Oh, sorry. Go. No, no, no. Go, no, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Cal, fuck you. Cal's a little... Um, uh, you know, he's definitely taken aback by that statement. Uh, and he just he would he would be like habit? I'm sorry, what? You get used to a certain lifestyle and you just react. Hmm. What I'm were you proud. doing before Ooh. we met then? Whoa. Not good things. I used to be a good person. I don't think I am anymore. Hmm. Well, it's you've you've always done right by me and 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 our friends here. So I can't say differently. And and well, and uh, I suppose I understand moving by. Uh, it was drilled into me, so that, that is what I did too. I, I can't fault you, I suppose. Yes, but you um, had a you had a reason. They were coming after you, I assume. Uh, we yeah. were. It was. It was in the. It was in the hall. I. I, I don't know. Everyone was going after everyone. I suppose. You were defending the Lord by which we were so graciously invited. You were doing your duty. As you're right. And sometimes duty isn't beautiful. That was always the family motto, duty before honor. And I suppose I, uh, I am my father's son after all. Mm. That's a big old fake smile. That is a hollow smile. <laughs> um... Miss Scarlet, I don't know uh, if either of us could be helped, but I suppose the best uh, we could do is try. That we can. Are you going to be all right? <laughs> I uh, suppose we'll see. It does take time to not think about it. Mm. Actually, you never really stop thinking about it. It takes time to get you used to the thought. Understood. And you can see Cal's 
maybe starting to get uh, a little like he's trying to uh, pick himself up a little bit, and so he's putting on like more of like a like he's like, well, well, like Miss Scarlet, I suppose if if you you ever want to continue this conversation, Cat, um, for now maybe we should join the others. I think that's a good idea. He claps he's... around the shoulder. Aggressive. Okay, fine. What would you want? What's the better verb there, you piece of shit? I'm in the middle of a moment here. John, you're muted. You're muted. We've gotten some recent HR complaints on <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> Medieval times. <laughs> uh, Stefan, you need to report to sensitivity training ASAP. <laughs> My uh, boss. Do we, do we want to... Do we want to view uh, HR? <laughs> Do we no, want to Alex, go? I don't want to no, view HR. <laughs> I don't want to wristband. Alex is our HR department. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought Scarlet was being scried on because of HR. <laughs> uh, the, the old hag in the corner is actually our, our, our head of HR. But anyway. <laughs> it is a <clears throat> tense moment. Uh, Scarlet, you sort of watch as Cal kind of maneuvers away from you to get cleaned up and ready for the day. Um, you leave kind of expecting to meet him to meet you down below with the rest. Um, down below, Kiran, you're enjoying some greens brought to you by the servants. Uh, or Tim, bread. Or bread. Bread Oat and meal. greens. Oatmeal. Mostly. Mostly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'll say I'll say you have some greens and you have mostly oats. Uh, what more could we want? And timber. And timber, you're beside him, uh, and they have brought you some meat. It is nowhere near the quality you've enjoyed before, but it is kind of the gristle of the morning. Um, is there anything you two would like to do before letting Wiswick know about all the items he just identified? <laughs> You can play 20 questions. We don't need to do that. <laughs> we, we can presume that you did play 20 questions. Because no. uh, Timber can essentially answer yes or no, unless he's going to do his weird clawing in the, the, the wooden panel of the lake. <laughs> I will say during breakfast, if if we're like at like a table in the Great Hall or something, Kieran yes. would be occasionally saying things to Timber. Um, nothing like substantial, but like if, for anyone watching... Kiran is now more openly discussed or conversing with a wolf. <laughs> For the servants passing by, you do notice occasionally you get a peculiar look from one or two as you're kind of just mentioning things to the uh, the wolf who occasionally they also notice is nodding and shaking his head. Uh, Wiswick. So, of the items that you have identified are you also identifying i mean i know you know what it's doing but have you are you identifying uh kiran's uh the first stone as well wait the first stone was the yeah let's go for it why not yeah it's adding 10 minutes who cares <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the first stone it does exactly what you would think it does um it, it pushes away magical darkness in a five foot uh, square around the individual holding it. Um, but it's only that five foot square. So it's they can't see through the darkness. It's just a way to move through magical darkness um, where in your own personal space, 
you can see what's around you, but you can't see through it. Um, so it's not, it's not like having a uh, magical vision and seeing through darkness, but. Uh, quick question. Is that a radius of five feet or? No, it's your literal personal five okay. foot. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're pretty much just upon yourself. Um, you could hold it out in certain ways to try to get that extra five feet around you to see if you're like, if you were walking through and you wanted to see a little bit right. further. But you can only see, I'd say when it's on you, it's within that five foot uh, square, but you okay. can lean it out in any five foot square direction to see beyond a little bit. Gotcha. Could a bat pick it up? That's a good question I'll have to look into. Okay. <laughs> Just keep that in the back of your mind. I am actually going to write it down right now. How much can a bat weigh and how much should I make this stone weigh? <laughs> it's not a very big stone, so I imagine if, they, if the bat can weigh, pick up a certain amount, I'll, I'd allow Jet to be holding this stone. It Jet requires no attunement. Okay. <laughs> actually, I um, probably shouldn't say that because I don't think there even are fruit bats in, <laughs> in the underdog. <laughs> Probably not, but anyway. <laughs> um, I bet. Uh, the red bubbling potion is a... Actually, you're pretty ecstatic when you find out because it's a very powerful potion. It's an elixir of health. It's a rare, very rare potion. Um, when you drink this potion, it cures any disease afflicting you. And it removes the blinded, deafened, paralyzed, and poisoned conditions. Very cool. Um, the sending stone is a sending stone. So you identify that it is uh, a, a one of a set of two that can be communicated between. Um, when the user uh, utilizes it, they can ca essentially cast sending to whoever the partner stone is. Um, similarly, vice versa. So, and this was, uh, well, I guess Kiran did explain where he found this, but you identify that as a sending stone. New stone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other stone um, that you found is a, um, it's a, the enchantment upon this stone is a protective spell um, that it has, as opposed to the anti-darkness stone, which is just sort of an item that has perpetual effect. This one is a uh, one-time use, um, and it is a it is exactly as it would sound an abjuration stone. Um, the stone gives the user who uh, uses the spell or use or takes up the charge of the stone, and they uh, will gain the uh, benefit of um, bark skin for uh, up to one hour. Nice. Um, so writing that down, Alex. Uh, Kiran, these are my stones. Oh, Barkskin oh. was the stone, right? Hmm. Yeah, Kiran's second stone is is Barkskin. And that is it rechargeable, or is it like does it have a certain? Uh, it's the kind of it's not rechargeable. Um, or I mean, it, no, it's it, so it has. Right now, as you identified it, it has one charge. Um, at dawn, it uh, re-ups uh, re 1d4 minus one charges um, with a minimum of one. 
that's a pretty good stone. Uh, next would be the monsterish brackish liquid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the brackish liquid with animal parts in it is a potion of animal friendship. When you drink this potion, you can cast the animal friendship spell with a DC save DC of 13 for one hour at will. Um, Sean, this is the wrong game. You gave me it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you want that, you want that in our home? Oh. <laughs> for those who don't know, in our home campaign, uh, Alex's character became very close friends with the Griffin. Uh <laughs> How close? Oh, no, 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 no. Where's the HR scrying lady when you need her? Yes, <laughs> yeah, don't let me get her. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Wiswick thinks long and hard whether he should try and get the mask from the dog, but then decides it probably won't work. Yeah, yes, <laughs> probably, especially since he's in a, he's in his dog form. Um, so, is there anything? Would you just like to join them down at breakfast now, or would you, is there anything you like to do in the room before um, rejoining them? Uh, well, did I have to leave to go get um, to go get like some stuff? To oh yes, actually, yeah. You definitely, so I'd say after identifying things, you would have stepped out to go get the proper paper and, and inks and whatnot and everything to record your Featherfall spell. Uh, we don't have to RP that easy enough. There's a, a general store in the uh, circle of the market. I'll just say for reference, you do sort of notice attention in the town, of course, after the evening's uh, action. Um you notice a lot of people are off in um, the circle of the uh, ash that you actually haven't, none of you have actually gone to yet, um, where there's a lot of people heading in that direction, um, kind of carrying supplies and whatnot. Um, people are kind of, they all look very hard at work. Like there's some significant work being done right now, and recovery or something is what it seems like. But easy enough to get your belongings, come back, write down into your book. I'd say by the time you're done with your identifying and your copying of your spell, it's closer to lunchtime, actually. Um, all right. Which, granted, you all woke up pretty late and spoke for quite a while, so really your Curon and Timber kind of had brunch. <laughs> but by the time you're finished would be... Um, before you're finished, I'd say Scarlet and um, Cal would have an opportunity to go down and join... Timber and Curon um, before Wiswick would join them at the end of the conversation. So Cal and Scarlet. Yeah. Scarlet, you get down there first. Cal very shortly follows. Look who I found. Good morning, friends. How is everyone today? Ah, Cal, lovely of you to join us. It's yes, been apologies. Oh, apologies. I, uh, I give them the bow to equals. Like a light. Kiran like reflectively like bows with him. Um, um it's been oh, quite I, the morning. It has been. Um uh has uh, did everyone sleep alright? Yes. 
you? Excellent. Uh, I, yeah, I slept uh, quite well, thank you. I do have a question. Uh, actually, I ended up over. Apologies for that. But I do have a question. Um, did everyone else know that uh, Timber is uh, not really a wolf? It has come up. Yes. You see Timber was scratching behind his ear and at that point goes, Roop. Uh, I don't... I think it was in the blur, the whole fighting, all of a sudden he was a, uh, a wolf, where, where, wolf man, and... Uh, he threatened me that? not to tell anyone, so apologies. He is scary. Uh, okay. I look at Timber. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, do you ha- what's your name? Is it Tim? Is your name Timber? Is that like your wolf name? Like what? Uh, how does that work? Uh, Timber looks at Scarlet to answer That's him. His name. Okay. Okay. So, so you we're... two met previously. You've known each other for a while. We have a few weeks. Not very long, but long enough. Ah. Uh, so, what exactly is he? What are you, Tim? That's an excellent question, and one that I would I very much like to mean to be rude, of Timber's looking at the floor like, oh my god. <laughs> Timber, I will say the servants passing by, occasionally you make eye contact with them, and they scurry away very fastly. As it dawns on you for a moment, <laughs> All of these people also saw you as a werewolf the night before. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Uh. Not at all of them, or just... Not all uh, of them. Right. I Whether, feel like the news would have made its way around. That's but fair. The guests spoke. <laughs> and the servants spoke. It's been made rounds at the strange charming wolf that's been wandering the halls the last two days is actually also some kind of monster. (laughs) And they all, like, the story is, like, that crazy gray lady brought a uh, monstrous monster into the the hall. (laughs) So, um, so we shouldn't... We shouldn't be worried, right? This is like a curse-based sort of situation, like the old legends. Like what? Uh, like uh, speaking of curses. <laughs> oh, oh, it's just Wizwick got around to identifying this old ring, and mm-hmm. turns out it's cursed. Can't take it off without a spell. Um, you know, I've been wondering about that. Who who keeps a cursed ring anyway? What's the point? Is it just to be a dick to people that steal from you? <laughs> so like I, I don't understand it. I did ask the Archdruid about it when I met with him um, previously. He mentioned it offhandedly as an experimenter, one of his inventions, and laughed at me. Um, So I'm not too sure why. He does seem a bit, how you said, dickish. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. I did say that, yes. It's a a common parlance in a... during... uh, Society. But, um, interesting. And, and Cal at this point starts to grab food and he gives, he gives Timber like an eye and he's like, you know, uh, I suppose it's fine, really. I, I don't, I, I'm not one to judge, really, you know? And he's still the whole time he has like big smile on because it's the morning and we're all happy. And he's acting. <laughs> it's all, he's hiding. 
<laughs> Timber is. I'm not projecting at all. Who said that? <laughs> Timber is is like staring at him and looking down at the floor occasionally, like, "What the hell do I do?" <laughs> yeah, Timber doesn't is uncomfortable. <laughs> his, his dog, his wolf ears are back. <laughs> Tail is He's down. Good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's plenty of food that's kind of brought out. You know, hesitantly by the, uh, the the servants as they avoid timber, um, and kind of just generally are, feel strange about you, and they're all kind of quiet and uh, avoiding eye contact. Is you know, you're all for you know from not from around here, and things have were not good before you got here, but are seemingly much worse since you've been here. Um, but it's around noon at this point. Um, I'd say, Wiswick, if you haven't already been here, you've, you show up at this point. I think um, I think it'll take a little longer. Okay. Uh, maybe just walk around the, uh, what's it called, uh, the castle or the manor that we're in. Mm-hmm. And pretty much just look and see what other people are talking about. Kind of like snoop around. Mm-hmm. And if possible, maybe spread some rumors. Whisper campaign? Uh. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't have to whisper or anything like that. Uh, uh, so, one of two things, I guess. Give me a perception check for what you hear, and then I'll tell you what you hear, and then you tell me what kind of rumors you're trying to spread. Uh, okay, so... I rolled a 7 on my perception. Okay. So, I'd say, for the most part, you're trying to listen and find... I'd say, as you're wandering the manor... For the most part, you find a lot. It's, it's pretty empty right now. Um, but as you're approaching, kind of, you're kind of giving up on the second floor and looking to go down and join your friends, you do start to hear a few servants muttering around the corner. You hear them, uh, well, one, they're muttering about, t- you hear them saying, the red haired lady has brought that beast into this home. There's an elf and the gnome, and they all showed up, and suddenly there's, there's fighting in the hall. There's the archdruid is to be executed. I, I don't know how much longer we can deal with the Lord's friends and these people he brings around. Uh, I'm going to try and slow, like, I just casually walk towards them. I don't take this standing down. I just go. You should really get your facts straight. Not not all of us are so bad. I mean, there there are a lot of terrible things, and we're doing our best to uh, stop them. But you should be careful of the devil dog. If 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 it doesn't need enough meat, it'll go feral. <laughs> Give me an intimidation check. <laughs> Ooh, uh, a solid eighteen with no modifier. Okay, all right, all right. So you see the uh, the um, the man who was talking. Uh, he's one of the just one of the servants. He's talking to another servant, a, a young woman, and he's just sort of like, oh, I thought you. What, 
they, they're all flabbergasted entirely. He's like, I, I didn't mean, I, I, yes, of course, I didn't mean no offense. We'll feed the demon dog his meats. Go, go get the dog more meats. And the, the, the other servant rushes off to the kitchen. And he just sort of looks at you and kind of like turns to walk away, but keeps looking at you and then. Yeah, and you might want to also uh, watch out for the devil dog's hostess. Yes, of course. And they uh, they they both scurry off away, um, presumably to get more food for for Timber. How far away was that? Was that in your shot? Uh, I would say no for everyone else, but Timber, give me a quick uh, perception check. Uh, equaled out, not advantage because it is so far away. Okay. This is me trying to help you. This isn't a, even One. a prank. No, no, no. I know, but like, I, I just the way it, I need to know how it to act. What'd you get? One. Natural no. one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say it's right outside the uh, great hall. And after he does that, I'm assuming Wiswick's gonna walk in. Yeah, I think Wiswick just walks in with a big smile on his face as yeah. as the two servants scurry off to get food. And I, I think the first person I'm gonna lean to is Timber, and I'm just gonna say, "Hey, I got those, I got those servants to get you more snacks." What's up, everybody? I, I finished all my work. I'm, I'm ready to. Uh... How's everybody doing? Hopefully, a little bit better. Wizwick, we're having a lovely morning, enjoying a lovely breakfast, um, and discussing a. The, the the werewolf situation, but also the fact that why anyone in the world would make a cursed ring. It doesn't. It just still doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, what I discovered from it was that it wasn't originally a cursed ring. I mean, right? That... But yeah, okay. The ring is originally just a lump of ore, but the point is, it, it's it, who who would put a curse? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you see, magic isn't that easy. Sometimes there are magical properties that you might discover to be harmful, but there's some sort of other magical property that counteracts that sort. And uh, sometimes you've got to take risks in order to get the rewards of magic, to understand the powers that might just once save you at some point. You see, but, and then we do a whole argument. And we can uh, fast forward. <laughs> Everyone arguing so, over breakfast. Theoretical argument over the weaves of magic. Uh, but you eat your breakfast. It's there's the it's this very seemingly normal breakfast because of the except for esoteric Timbers. Sorry, I mean to. Uh, five minutes later, Timber is brought not gristle, but the, some finer cuts of meat. Um, I but. <laughs> But, um, you know, despite the seemingly normal, like, jovial debate, esoteric debate between Cal and Wiswick that you've recognized along your journey, there's still a cloud over this table. Um, as you're noticed, you haven't really seen anyone besides the servants around. You haven't seen the Lord, the Captain, the player, Druidus. Manor seemingly empty. Has anyone seen the Lord or the Captain or the Druidus? Uh, now that you mention it, no, I haven't. 
Uh, hailing down a servant. Excuse me. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Uh, Lord Curon? Uh, Sir uh, Curon? Just Curon is fine. No titles necessary. Uh, where is our fine lord on this day? Oh, uh, hasn't been. He left quite early this morning. Probably around six or seven. He went to uh, the barracks. Hasn't been back since. Um, could I also maybe inquire what's going on in the circle of the ash today? It seemed like there was a big hubbub. I'm not sure, uh, Wiswick. Um, <clears throat> I believe the was the bustle of the day. I, I uh, last I heard, the druidess was heading to the circle of ash. But, uh, I don't know what's happening there. So any other questions you have? We're quite busy today, recovering from last night's events. Of course. Our apologies. Thank you for your hospitality. Of course. Uh, I suppose you're enjoying a breakfast. Do you need anything else? Let us know. And he walks away without awaiting a response. Well, I believe we should go meet up with the Lord, because... The Archdruid is scheduled for execution, as last I heard, and I would very much like to question him um, before that happens. I did tell him to wait till after uh, because of that whole I'll be dead before right. noon threat. So, okay. Uh, I'm not one for prophecy, you know? It's like to bucket at any chance I get. Shall we? And I stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Only people with dally, dally and prophecy are zealots. <laughs> if he says that out loud, if Cal does say that out loud, Kieran kind of like is like, oh, okay. Uh, let's go. Um, before we walk out the door, I just want to turn to Kieran. Very, very serious. Please don't tell them about the master. Please don't kill anyone else, he says dismissively. It's fair. Burn. Kieran uh, <laughs> uh, walks dismissively away from you, um, but you all come together and exit and head towards the barracks. Um, uh, <clears throat> it's easy enough to get in, of course. You're staples of the village now. Um, they let you in. Um, you... Notice there's a higher guard presence, although even if the guards are, there's not a lot of them, um, but they are much more attentive than you've noticed in the past few days. The patrols are actually keeping an eye out instead of leaning against walls and kind of talking. There is a tension in the circle of the market. Um, inside the actual uh, barracks, you do notice in the towers around, there are, seems to be more guards who are keeping an eye from up above. Um, when you go inside, uh, you don't immediately know where to go, but they direct you easily to where the captain's, uh, office is, which is where the arch, or not arch true, the lord, <laughs> the arch true is just chatting with him, and, uh, no, the lord is, is there, um, you come up and the guard in the front of the, there are two guards standing in front of the door, and as you approach, they, um, one of them just states, Bolt, the uh, Captain Domnol is meeting with the uh, 
Lord Harrison, yeah, not to be disturbed. Uh, do you mind knocking and letting them know that we're here? They may wish to speak to us. Fair enough. And the uh, guard goes inside. It's when you when he goes inside, you do hear a lot of bickering. You can't make out words, um, but it it seems as though it takes longer than just knocking and be like, "They're here to see you." Um, but eventually, the guards. Doesn't step out, but opens the door up for you to enter. Uh, when you go inside, it's you know there's a uh, <clears throat> there's a small hearth fire. Um, there's a lot of uh, books around the room that you wouldn't expect out of a military man's uh, quarters uh, or office necessarily. Um, you see there's a central area that's lower, and then a raised platform that leads to a desk where the um, <clears throat> lord and uh, Captain are currently standing. They are not speaking to each other. They're expecting to come in. So the captain is kind of standing behind the Lord, kind of upset looking. And then the Lord is looking to each of you and goes, ah, yes. Uh, come in, my friends. Uh, I expected you at some point today. I hope, despite last night's uh, events, that you found good rest and a refreshment this morning. Um, what can I do to help you? Um, I was inquiring after the Archdruid in that promise of speaking with him you gave me last night. Yes, yes, of course. I was just speaking with the captain about the, uh, arrangements for later this afternoon. He looks to Cal after, as he says, afternoon. <laughs> the, uh, Archdruid is being held below. God, when they are ready, would you escort them down below? We have twice as many men on him right now, and, and anything you can do to ensure no trickery as we as you speak to him. Of course. The third escape attempt. My lord, we heard some uh, raised voices as we entered the room. Is everything okay? Of course. Of course. We have all in captured, and we can start making things right. It's just a, a tense time. Uh, perception or insight to see whether or not that's truthful? Insight. No, I'm trying to look for dilated pews. <laughs> so <laughs> nine. He's in love with you. No. <laughs> um, so uh, you got a nine? Yes. Hard to tell. Um, yeah. He definitely seems off, of course. He doesn't seem like his usual, very optimistic, jovial, uh, opt like very a lot of bravado. He seems much more defeated and stoic. Um, but it's hard to tell if he's being truthful about exactly why there was bickering before. So, is there anything else I can help each of you with? No, I believe we'll just go see the uh, Archdruid um, before you properly finish him off. Yes. Well, I may have more 
tasks for you. Obviously, we were not venturing to Medouin. But if you are to stay in the area much longer, I do have more work that may need doing, if you so wish. Appreciate it. Thank you, my lord. And I, I bow. Hi. Well, with the appropriate. Finish your investigations with the Archdruid, and if you wish for more work, come back to the barracks and speak to Captain Domino. And he looks at the captain, who kind of grimaces. Nods, and you exit. Um, the guard looks to you. Do you... Do you wish to speak with the prisoner now? Um, yeah, I don't see any reason to dally. Fair enough. All right, let's bring him down. He leads you down <clears throat> to where you, I guess, uh, where Scarlet was held before. Um, <clears throat> So down into a prison uh, cell that's structured similarly to the Lord's prison. Um, it's a little bit bigger with more cells um, and no exits except for the main exit. As you're being brought down, um, you notice there are six guards in the vestibule before the actual celled area. Um, three on each side. Um, inside the actual cell area, you see four guards. Um two of which have crossbow, uh, heavy crossbow pointed inside of the, uh, the um, through the bars at the Archdruid. And then two who are watching him from the front side. Um, he is chained up similarly to before with the, uh, the same chained mask on his face so he can't cast any spells. Um, the guard approaches... Uh, whispers something to the kind of one of the two guards that are standing watching the Archdruid, who then proceeds to unlock the doors and gestures for you to step inside. Curon steps inside. What are the rest of you doing? I'm going to hang out outside with the guards. Okay. Sam's going to hang out in the shadows. I think uh, Wiswick's gonna pull on uh, Scarlet's pants and just motion to her that he wants to... Hey, can we speak in private for just a minute while he does this? Sure. Uh, Timber's actually going to just not be in the way, but be next to Kiran while he's... Inside the cage. Yes. Okay. So as Kiran and... Timber step into the cage. You hear the <laughs> lock behind you as the guard looks up to you as you look back. As for precaution's sake, we'll let you out. Don't worry. Kieran nods knowingly. Uh, he does that after unlatching the Archdruid's face mask. I was going to say he's going to toss me the key. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, Kieran does have silence uh, prepared mm -hmm. to be cast on the Archdruid at any time. Okay. Um, and the trigger for that is as soon as you notice him casting any sort of spell. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Easy enough. Um, 
so the mask is off and the Archdruid is kind of leaning down in the same way he was before, where most of his body weight is being held up by his arms that are clasped. His hands are not free. They're actually like, like there's chains wrapped around them in a tight fist to keep his hands from doing any weaving of the magics. Um, he is bloodied up. He is, one of his eyes is swollen shut. There's blood, uh, all over his mouth where you can't tell how much has come from his nose and or from his busted lips. Um, he's covered in sweat, almost as if he has a fever, um, you know, hair matted down. Um, he is instead of before where he was, um, you know, in, you know, imprisoned, but somewhat being taken care of, he is not being taken care of at all. He's in the dirtiest rags possible. He's covered in mud, um, and blood and his face is, hardly recognizable. He is one eye beating open that's very wide, um, staring directly at you, Kiron. Uh Kiron will sit uh cross legged in front of him, like a good distance. So, you know, like mm-hmm. looking at um um maybe if Timber like, comes and sits next to him, like idly kind of puts a hand on Timber, scratching him while he thinks for a moment. And then looks up at the uh, Archdruid and goes, You look terrible. I'm sorry. I don't condone the beating of prisoners, he says kind of over his shoulder a little bit. Um, But after what you did to these people, I can't say I blame them. And it's, it's it's an interesting sight for, especially those watching. It's just like this man almost hanging at an angle forward with his head down, his hair down cascading around his face as uh, Kiran is sitting there speaking up to him. And it, it's a, it's an interesting power dynamic as the, um, the Archdruid sort of <coughs> his blood comes out of his mouth and he's just <sighs> I can't I can't say that I blame them either. He spits blood to the side. I suppose you want more answers. I do seek them. What is it you seek? Elf. The one with a pallid mask. Who is he, or she, or it? And what do they want? (sighs) I suppose I've got nothing left. You will be dead by the end of the day. Before I answer your questions, answer me, Elf. Why do you seek this knowledge? What interests you in a couple of farmers? Backwood lords and humans. 
what your long years brings you to seek knowledge from me. <laughs> I can't answer why any of this interests me. The backwoods, the humans, I care not for them. What I do care about is the one with the pallid mask. He threatens my people. And I must know why. I must understand the power he has so I can protect them. <clears throat> the mysteries of this world are many, and I will not tend <coughs> for you that I know the answers. The pallid mask. The pallid. He, she, it's them. I don't know what they are. An old force. In touch with the gods. As far as I know, and what I've seen, and heard, and read, one with the pallid mask is a chained god, deep. in the roots of the world. But a dark power, <clears throat> he whispers for light. The Ash Keeper told me to listen. It's the only way to free him. He is living. Is maybe your God is too. I can see it on you, man of faith. You want to know the secrets too. The dead. I can see it on you. You Elysians. You're dead god. You're no different from me. That's not true. I would never sacrifice innocence. My goddess would never ask that of me. Don't compare your Ash Keeper to my Iluvan. Steal yourself. You may yet be asked terrible things. Terrible things. 
But what would you not do for her? What would you not do with the opportunity to see her grace? I only did what I thought was right. And you think it's right to kill? What was the end? To what end with the sacrifices? What were you trying out? Was it the Ashkeeper's resurrection this town was supposed to bring about for you? In the cycle of life and death. The roots of the Ashkeeper require blood. And the fey wild needs life. I sought to bring new life to the fey wild. By ending life here? Other creatures feast on other creatures. The dead are devoured to create life. And the Feywild is dead. So I must bring life to it. Through sacrifice. This is what I've been told. This is what I've seen. It's what I've learned. <clears throat> and you see his face is contorting in a way that's... It's almost as though he's being forced to think about his choices where he is being forced to think about his choices. And there's a moment where you can almost see he's doubting himself, perhaps. But his head bows and the matted hair comes around him and the blood drips from his mouth. My death comes without apology. That's a sign-off line right there. <laughs> Kieran stands up. Thinks of something witty to say. <laughs> I demand no apology, druid. Die poorly and then you stab him in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'll just have to hope that the Ash Keeper, the real one, would have wanted this. Yes. Yes. And he just looks down. Curon <clears throat> turns, motioning to the guard that he's done. Guard unlocks the door, allows the two of you out, steps in to replace the arch druid's face, uh, face lock. Um... <laughs> And uh, and locks him back in. The guard looks to you and just says, "He's due to be executed in a few hours." It'll happen Good. It'll happen in the court of the ash. I'll you make sure to be there. All right. <clears throat> 
And they gesture for you to carry on. Without making faces to any of his companions, Kiran would ascend the steps out of the uh, dungeon to leave the barracks um, as quickly as he can, I guess. You all watch, yeah, you watch him darting I'll out. I'll join him. Not, well, not darting. Darting's a little too rushed. Speed walking. Yes, thank you. I'll join him. Okay. So, Cal, you're the first to kind of join uh, Curon out in the courtyard of the barracks. So the rest of you begin to follow. Oh, before I do that, yeah. before I do that, Scarlet and Wiswick, you stepped out while this was happening. Yeah, I, I just had quick conversation. I didn't want to like take up too much, but uh, first, I just first, uh, I just wanted to say. I hope that we're still on good standings. I mean, I kind of gave away our secret without consulting you, and I know it really wasn't mine to tell, but I, I, I wanted to just make sure everything's okay with us, like that we can keep this honest with each other, and I think that Kieran's a part of our group, and it was time that he knew. I will admit that did take me by surprise. But if you promise me in the future, you'll tell me what before you're going to tell other people. Yeah, I, I, I realized that it was probably the wrong way of doing things. But uh, I was a little inebriated last night and I, I couldn't let it pass. I, I just felt really guilty. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I, I will definitely talk to you about things in the future. Um, I'm hoping that you'll do the same with me. Of course. So in in the light of that, I just want to be clear. uh, Is there anything you haven't been telling us? I mean, it seems that we've been attacked by assassins a few times now. And uh, I don't know what that symbol is that you discovered, the swirling circle, but... We we did realize that it had something to do with the druids, but did did do you know anything that you're not telling us? Like, does it have anything to do with whoever's been scrying on you? She pauses. I can't say where these assassins are coming. I've never seen them before. They are seemingly involved with the druid, the arch druid. I don't know where they're coming from. As for the symbol, that does have to do with the person that was scrying on me. But if it's all the same to you, I'd rather not get into it. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, now's not the time. Think about it. We don't want the guards to overhear, but uh, just uh, when you're ready, I think it's about time that you let us all know what's happening with you. Noted. And yeah, that's when we would probably return and catch the tail end of whatever the druid was talking about. Yeah, I'd say you step back in quietly and you you do catch sort of the back half um, of the conversation between Kiran and the druid. Um, before seeing Kiran speed walking out, Cal chasing after him, you all shortly following. Um, you reach the courtyard, Kiran, Cal, you're approaching behind him. 
Securon's kind of seeming seemingly frustrated at as always with the archdruid and, and and of course angry that he was compared to him. Um, is there anything you'd like to do? Uh particularly. <laughs> Just checking. Uh, I would throw my shoulders or throw nope, throw my arm around uh Kiron's shoulders. Q, I heard that and that sounded pretty heavy. Are you okay? Kinda Kiron shrugs off uh Cal's arms, um looking off uh and being like Yes, it's just that man infuriates me. Mm. Zealot. Can't deal with him. How do you define a zealot, Cal? Kiron uh, says turning on him. Sure, so so I tend to usually uh blind blind faith being the, the largest me, uh, as it generally entails a lack of critical thinking skills and a failure to uh, question the general workings of what's around. This definition uh, suits Kiran, and he's like, oh. Yes, that, that makes sense. That's all I wanted to do. So, rest of the group rejoins you all in the courtyard. Um... As you were alerted, the archer will be assassinated, or not assassinated, killed, executed. All assassinated. In, in uh, a couple hours. Uh, so you have a little bit of time. There's other things you want to do before attending that execution. Not yes, specifically. Kiron would just like to puzzle over the Archdruid's journals, or journal, as much as okay. possible. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, as far as you're looking over it... Um, you know, it's in a language you don't understand. Um, you know, you can presume it could several different languages it might be. Um, I give give me a quick um, history check. D20. 16. Okay. So, it's uniform. It's not like the other book that has several different languages within it. Um, based on some of the sigils you've seen around the, uh, the courtyard and the, um, the temple, it's likely Druidic, um, or another language associated with Druidism. Um, um upon this realization, would I still have time to go talk to the Druidus, Wela? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. If you, this wouldn't take you, I mean, I'd say you still have like two hours. Um, okay. Uh, Kiron would like to search out Wayla, bringing the journal, uh, and ask her to translate. Okay. If she understands it. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so based on the uh, servants letting you know, you can easily find her. Um, you head to the Circle of Ash. Uh, would you like your, any of your compatriots to come with you, or do you do this on your own? Um. I don't think Kiron would alert any of them to this. Okay. If one of them sees him and asks, he wouldn't lie either. Okay. Um, um, Timber is a bit curious, so he's going to follow Kiron. Okay. Easy enough. Um, you get to the Circle of the Ash. Um, you haven't been here before. Um, it's the only circle you haven't been to. It has um, uh, a lot more foliage. Than the uh, other um, 
the other circles. You would notice, though, that there's the trees here are alive. They have leaves and they're full and bustling, almost as if it was spring, um, even though it's the end of winter. Um, this has been thoroughly tended to, it seems, by the druids. There are, you do notice sort of in the trees, little lights kind of flickering in and out of the branches. Sort of like lighting. wisp lights? They are wisp-like. You're not sure if they're the same thing you fought in the basement, but oh, okay. they uh, appear similar in the sense of these little lights that are dancing about in the trees. Um, there are people bustling throughout. They seem to be moving um, stores of uh, food and supplies out of the uh, main, uh, main hall that's in the, the central, uh, the back central portion of the circle. Um, it's not as large as the temple in the central courtyard, but it is uh, quite a tall three-story um, uh, structure that kind of has a, a uh, tree kind of growing through the side of it and up to the top, over uh, canopying it with several of these wisp-like lights in it. It's much more peculiar place than the rest of the village. It's much more out, out there and... and uh, magically infused. You see uh, amongst the working people, you see the Drudus, Wyla, is moving th about several um, low, low cots of, of villagers um, that seem to be sick. Um, and she's working uh, amongst them. There's a few injured folk. You actually see McClear is there helping um, move things about, almost as if he's repaying the Drudus for helping him the night prior. But she is working with villagers, tending to them, touching their foreheads, feeling healing and, and doing those sorts of things. She's fully standing and walking, though. She seems to be nearly fully recovered. Upon seeing her, Kiran would wave and go, Ah, Wayla, a moment, please. She dips her hands in a uh, barrel of water and washes some dirt and grime, maybe a little bit of blood from her hands as she comes up to you, dries her hands, throws the towel over her shoulder. Yes, of course, Kiron. Uh, so, I meant to show this to you the other day, and it completely slipped my mind, but he takes out the Archdruid's journal and goes, I was wondering if you could help me glean any information from this. It's the Archdruid's journal. I found it um, when we were after we, uh, before we rescued you, after we defeated him, we were searching the temple. She takes the, uh, she takes the book from your hands and runs her fingers over the, the, um, the binding in the front. And it's sort of a moment where she's, she's sort of lost in thought at it, kind of holding the, uh, thoughts of her oppressor. Uh, she opens it and the pages creak and she looks through it. Of course, this is... Druidic, with a few passages and what I presume is Sylvan. I'm not uh, as fluent in Sylvan, but I, I can certainly read the Druidic. Um, if you'd like, I guess I can take a look. Any... I appreciate um, anything, starting the beginning or the end. I don't know where they put the most useful information, main villains and all that. She, as she's sort of looking through, she's like, I can, I suppose I can start the most recent entries. 
she sort of like finds the last entry and sort of take some time. I can see if there's anything I discover from it. Come back. Of course. While you do that, I would be more than happy to help assist with the healing, the tending here. I believe Ilivana's blessings may help. Of course. Of course. Accept any help we can get. These people are very sick. I presume it's something to do with. I hope at least it's not, but it could be something to do with the Arch Several people coming in sick from the outer villages and town folk here. What kind of uh, symptoms do they exhibit? Extraordinary high fevers, um, clawing at their own skin, saying it burns, itches. I don't. It's. I'm concerned, of course. I hope that this is isolated, but if it gets worse, it could be bad. It could be sweep through. You know, it's not a good time for that, as the, the folks here need to be ready for spring, ready to plant, sow, and harvest. Kiran looks down at Timber and says, It looks a lot like the symptoms that the fungus zombies uh, exhibit um, after someone gets infected with the spores. You may be dealing with that. Well, perhaps I can see if there's any samplings left. Do you know what happened to the fungus zombies that were beneath the druid temple that you were kept in? They would have been on the other side in a long passage and there was magical darkness inside of it. I, I don't know. I. This is only the first day that I've been out of the. Yes, of course. Apologies. Out of the infirmary, I can't help much there. I can look into it for you, perhaps. I appreciate. I prayed last night, as I said I would. Thought deeply, trying to remember whatever I could. You asked for more information. The only thing I could glean from my blurry thoughts is somewhere the Archdruid used to go. He used to go there long before the mask he wore and experiments. Where's my notes? It was outside of the of Magin's set. It was closer to Bracken Hill, where Odahan is from. I, I remember someone telling me it's where Orlin was from. But he would disappear for weeks and go there before my prison. It's an old I'm sorry. Tower. What an was old... it called? I don't know if it had a name. It was an old tower. At least that's what I was told. Property, perhaps. 
But he would go there for weeks. And come back. Energized. And presumed he just lived within the... The hall and the temple. Perhaps this was a home for him. Away. When I know it's near Bracken Hill, that's all I know. Well, I appreciate the help. Again, thank you. Um, Timber, I'm going to stay here and assist the Druidus with tending to the villagers. Um, I'm not sure what you want to do. So, I, uh... Sean. Yes. Are the people around, how many have seen Timber? Uh, less of the people here than in the um, in the hall because these are not these are just villagers uh, mostly. Um, the uh, Wyla saw you, so she sort of occasionally looks down at you knowingly. She's not scared like the others, you know. As a um, as a druid, she's familiar with transformations, um, but no one here would have no one really here would have seen you other than maybe McLear who. Gave you that big hug. Yeah, drunkenly. Um, drunkenly uh, but he might not remember that. He might think he misremembered it. But the general villagers did don't know. They just is, know he was. Is there a like dog. a corner or a nook that's empty? That like oh, uh, there's a lot of nooks and corners here that would definitely be empty. You can uh, easily find us a discreet like, place. I would like to uh, bite a piece of clothing that. Kiran is wearing, wearing to try to drag him in that direction. Kiran would not resist and go, excuse me, to Wayla as he's dragged off. Sort of in that, that trance-like state she was in thinking about the Archdruid and the things she's remembering. It breaks her from it. She sort of smiles knowingly and, and nods to Timber, um, kind of, and then returns to her work. Um, I'm gonna transform. Um, when we get to that nook, and okay, easy enough. Um, Yoron, I uh, I believe I can help these people. Really? Um, ask around for mandrake root. Mandrake root, right. Anything else? Um, no. Uh, that, that, well, uh, we, we don't know the severity of this poison that that these villagers are being affected with. But, a, a decent amount of magic root, we might be able to cure some of these individuals. Um, obviously, testing needs to be done, but please try to acquire this for me. Of course, I'll go yes. talk to Wayla now. She seems to be kind of in charge of this whole how-do-you-do. Um, uh, I'll, I'll stay here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I put the cloak on and I just kind of wait there. <laughs> so Kiran quickly flips up, flips out around the tree and Hailing down Wayla again. Um, excuse me, sorry. Timber, um, suggested that with a large amount of mandrake root, 
he could potentially help um, in curing the poison or at least, you know, limiting its effects. She's, you sort of, when you get up to her, she's like kneeling an older villager up and feeding, uh, feeding him water from a, a tin cup and sort of, she looks up and kind of looks over towards where you, you wandered away. Like, uh, yeah, the wolf has some tricks up his sleeve. I can check the druids, the druids store. Um, we're really taking account of everything at this point. You know, of the course. villages are, are helping and Uderon is in the office up there. And, uh, we'll take stock and if, if they have Mandrake root, I'll be sure to let you know, and I'll I'll take a look at this journal as well. And, and if you check back, check back tomorrow, perhaps we'll have uh, more information for you. I appreciate everything you're doing for us, Wayla. I appreciate everything you, you and your friends have done for the town. You know, there's a lot of recovery to be done here, and I know people may not appreciate it, but. We've done great service to these individuals. Indeed. Kiran goes back to Timber, relays the information. Timber goes uh, back to uh, wolf form, puts the cloak away, and then onward we go. Onward you go. So uh, <clears throat> I'd say for as long as you'd like, Kiran, you can kind of spend part of that last hour and a half or two hours helping yeah. tend to these villagers healing those who need healing and sort of using your medicinal expertise to, to assist in just taking general, like, uh, medical work, you know, right. sort of leading you and saying, you know, press that wound, you know, wrap that. Right. It's not, it's not the, uh, magic you're used to. It's the real kind of like side of the battlefield of medical work. Right. Well, I mean, I still have a plus five modifier to medicine, so. So you know what you're doing. For the a little bit. Just a little, a little bit. bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, is there anything anyone else would like to do before you, I presume, everyone's going to reconvene to go to the execution? I think uh, Clayton. Go ahead, Wizard. I saw some hands. Let her go first. <laughs> Scarlet. Um, I would like to go to the library, and I would like to see if there are any books on scrying. What about yeah. scrying? Okay. Um, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, the when you enter into the library, the librarian, the same one as before, is, is there. And as you step in, it's kind of, I mean, it's a very tall room. It's very loud. It's not echoey like a church, but there's still somewhat of an echo as you close the door. And she looks up. She was writing something down. Uh, can I help you? Yes, I was hoping to see if you had any books on um, magical art of scrying. I was not alerted to any guest to come today from the Lord. Oh, is this not a good time? We don't usually allow anyone to enter these and enter and read the Lord's collection. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I didn't mean to intrude. Well, if you well, give me a um, just a, a persuasion check, just for your politeness. Nine. 
These new dice are not treating me well. Burn them. Uh, burn them. <laughs> uh, she she kind of ins- you know she pauses for a moment but gives you kind of a polite smile and returns to her work. Not clearly not interested in letting you explore the library at this time, at least. Okay. Wiswick, or is there anything else you'd like to do, Scarlet? I'm gonna think about sneaking around, but I'm not gonna do it. Second thoughts. Yeah, second thoughts. <laughs> uh, Kill the Wiswick. librarian. <laughs> We've got overdue books. <laughs> Cal still hasn't given back his language book. Yeah, technically, you guys do have overdue books. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, you know, we'll save it for later. Um, I'll, uh, I want to go up to Cal. Okay. Hey, Cal, um, you know, I, I, the way things are going this morning and, like, the whole dreariness of everyone here, I think it's, I mean, I don't feel comfortable in this town anymore. I mean, I never really felt too comfortable in this town anymore, uh, like, from the beginning until, like, that one brief second where we were all drinking and having fun. Mm-hmm. That that was pretty good, but the rest of it has been kind of a nightmare. Um, constantly getting attacked. I I I don't want this to follow, like wherever we go. The 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 Lord seems like a really nice person, but it seems like we just keep getting ourselves into trouble. I think it's time we head our own way, and I think that the best person to talk to is Mister Kitty Cat. You remember him, right, Mister Cat, the black, the black haired. Uh, yes, the Tablaxi. Um, his name was Renard. Renard. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know so, that he had he had made that offer for us to to perhaps do some work for him, but I, I mean, to be frank with you, I don't think that's quite the direction that uh, we as a party are heading. Um. And on top of that, it's certainly not the direction I want to be heading. Well, I mean, I kind of saw that when you talked to him before, but I mean, just give it some thought. I I thought it was kind of a good proposition. Mm. I mean, well, didn't you just mines off of this whole mining gem stuff? Well, he did promise us untold mysterious runes and exciting adventure which is mm. something I'm totally about and you know like I- I've had a lot of experience with runes and usually some sorry are you saying runes an- or runes <laughs> runes ancient runes. runes you know like yeah, ru- by- rune. yeah. like rune like, like a- from a bygone era oh ruins yeah runes <laughs> ruins yes yeah continue <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really kind of want to explore the, those places he was talking about, mm. and I mean, uh, what is there? What, what what were you planning on going and doing? Like, do do you have a better proposition? Um. No, I, I suppose I don't. Uh, well, 
perhaps maybe one, mostly the fact that uh, we have the favor of a lord who seems moderately powerful in the region at the moment and a warm roof over our heads. I mean, I didn't, I didn't come out here from my hometown to just settle down in some random village. I mean, I'm not saying settle down, that's strong, but I feel like there's more money to be made here, you know? Mm, you might be right about that. There's definitely opportunities here to... Right. Uh, here, here. I, can, I can promise you that I'll keep it in mind and I'll keep it open mind. All right, just letting you know, we should probably cozy up to that guy. We don't want him to forget about us. Hmm. I think it's a good escape plan, if you catch my drift. Like a good uh, plan under, B. Understood, yes, I, I get it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> easy and enough. I think at that, at, at that uh, Wiswick's going to head towards where everybody else was heading. Mm -hmm. But he's going to probably take the long way around and see if he could find that uh, tabaxi was speaking of, Renard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, so give me, just to give me an uh, investigation check. Yeah, I think that mostly he wouldn't actually just like walk around aimlessly. He'd probably ask a few guards yeah. before he left. The That's about it. Definitely. A three plus. I actually have good investigation, but I don't think it's going to help much. Uh, nine total. Okay. So oh. I thought it was plus nine also. <laughs> uh, but uh, okay. So generally, you get from guards, you don't get an exact kind of like where he hangs out or what he, um, where he is currently. Um, there's a few, you hear a few that say, uh, we're not so sure where he is. We know he's meeting with. The, um, the Lord further tonight. Um, but they, what you can gain, all you can at least gain is that he's in, he's not leaving just yet. So he's still around, but he uh, can't find him exactly. If I could speak to Cal one more time. Okay. Uh, there, there's actually one more thing I wanted to mention to you. Uh, I don't know what they were arguing about the um the lord and the captain before we came in do you think that has anything to do with us uh either that or there's a uh, outcry against the archdruid for the execution and i do know that um the lord had originally said that he required permission from his liege to execute the archdruid, so perhaps the captain was cautioning him against uh, acting without that. Uh, it could have been... I, I, it, it's the answer is it's possible, I don't know, but I do think there's there's several other things other than us that could be the, the cause of that as well. Okay. You know, I'm just looking out. No, you're, you're totally right. And uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Why don't you send Jet around to the their office window, see what he can hear. Well, you know, last time I tried to do that, he got thrown, like, stones at him. And this time they've got heavy crossbows. Mm. So. That's fair. 
Yeah, that might not be the best idea. Wait, is Jed um, a living creature? This is I. I don't. You know, I don't really. We've had this conversation not. before, Cal. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't remember. That. He's my familiar. <laughs> Uh, he okay. doesn't need to eat. He doesn't need to sleep. He's but a magical crossbow being. Bolt, crossbow bolt is, is, is a bridge too far. Yes, a crossbow bolt will kill him, and I will need to summon another one. And it's quite costly. Oh, okay. That's an endurance saying. Uh, <laughs> Wizard okay. spends time explaining familiars to you again. Uh, <laughs> and um, But easy enough, uh, kind of, the hours pass... Kiran uh, Wyla thanks you for your duty, promises that she will research into what you've given her, reminds you of the tower um, in uh, uh, Bracken, uh, or Bracken Hill, not Bracken Glen, but Bracken Hill. Um, and Scarlet, you kind of return after wandering, trying to maybe pacing outside of the library for a, a little bit while, thinking about whether or not it's worth it after all, all that's happened. Um, Timber, you return with Kiran, um, and you all reconvene in um, the Circle of the Hearth, where the, the Lord's Hall is, and I presume begin heading towards the uh, Court of the Ash. Okay? Correct. So, um, just for further reference, the day has been gloomy, as much as the people have been gloomy. Overcast skies. It's been drizzling here and there. Um, you know, the rain is starting to pick up as you approach the um, the Glen, or the, uh, not the Glen, I'm thinking of Bracklin Glen. As you approach the court, um, there's no, there's very few residents there to observe the uh, execution. Um, there's some folk there uh, kind of uh, bundled together um, behind sort of what appears to be almost all of the... Um, the guard of the town. There are other guards uh, still posted on the ramparts and whatnot, but it's it's a rather it's the largest gathering you've seen of the actual guards of this town, where you're finally kind of getting a glimpse for it. Um, and it's not a lot right now. Um, they've lost a lot of men in the last uh, a couple days. Um, it's definitely sizable enough to patrol the streets, but they look haggard. Um, and you see, uh, in the same place that the Archdruid himself summons that, that terrible elemental with his own blood, um, you still see that kind of gaping maw of a hole in the middle of the courtyard. Um, as you see up above, you see the Lord is standing there, um, and you see, uh, the captain beside him, um, Curon. Uh, amongst all of this, you do notice off to the side of the upper dais where the uh, the captain is and the guard, uh, the captain and the lord, you notice another figure. Um, to the le- uh, to if you're looking forward to your left, um, heavy cloak, heavy brown cloak over them. Um, they have uh, salt and pepper hair. It's a man. Um, who's probably six feet tall, salt and pepper hair, um, Caesar style haircut, um, very stern jaw, clean shaven, um, piercing blue eyes, heavy brown cloak covering his entire self. Behind him are two individuals, a um, 
a young uh, uh, a young human woman who is almost as tall as this man, probably 5'10", 5'11", very strong looking. Um, she's also wearing a similar heavy cloak. You can see sticking out of the back is a, a hilt of a great sword. Um, she has long black hair uh, tied in the back in a top knot with some hanging down. Uh, um, very harsh features. Um, and then on the other side, you see an individual who is wearing the same dark brown heavy cloak. Hood is up. And you see sticking out of the hood are two, they look like, they almost look like tree branches, actually. It's a very peculiar thing. They're clearly trying to conceal it a little. There's, it's hard to see the, um, you just sort of see the tips of these gnarled branch branches sticking out. Um, face is somewhat obscured. Um, you see the very light twinge of uh, kind of, it looks like light reflecting in an animal's eyes inside there. Um, they're a slighter figure, probably much shorter, like five seven, um, similar heavy cloak. Um, but they're sort of standing to the side, noticeably separate from everyone else. Are there any like townsfolk or anyone around that I could lean over to and go, excuse me, would you happen to know who those fellows yeah. are? Yeah, you can definitely um, lean over to, you know, head towards the town. There's probably about like... 10, 12 townsfolk gathered. Um, all oh, okay. all manner folk. Yeah. Um, not a, a, a majority of folk who live here, but there's enough of them that you could definitely, all of you kind of join the townsfolk area and you can lean over and ask. Uh, one of them just sort of looks, uh, you kind of, no one's really responding to you. A lot of them are avoiding you, but one older man is just kind of like, as far as I can see, it's probably, uh, Look at that haircut, look at that jaw, look at that stature. Strange folk with him. I'd say that man's from Oxland. Yeah. New king and all that sort. Probably sending folk to check in on us. Especially if any rumors of what happened spread that far north. Well, that's only what I think. I appreciate your thoughts, old one. Yeah, well, I appreciate your prowess in defeating the archery. As far as I know, what I heard. I believe Don't. you have heard right in that regard. Yeah, well, well, let's watch him hang. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Do I uh, recognize it, those individuals? Uh, give me a, um... A, uh... Wisdom check. Just a straight wisdom check. Um, or an insight check. Give me an insight check, actually. Do I recognize... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I <think> so. <laughs> the, the one in the middle kind of looks like a human version of me. Figure. It's the same hair. I mean, he doesn't have the beard. Fourteen. I got a fourteen. I would say uh, at him saying, "Let's watch him hang." You do notice at this point that there is a um, a noose set up in the uh, um, appropriate area. Uh, Fourteen. You said. Uh, I would say you don't know recognize who this individual is. 
Um, not at least in this current state. Um, you do recognize that he's likely a military man from Oxland, since you've seen sort of upper crust folk from that area. Um, having been from Oxland, you would understand that this is definitely a very high up potentially, or at least someone with some influence. Um, based on what this old man's saying, if this is likely a, a, someone from Oxland. If he's here from Oxland, it's likely a coincidence that he's arriving at the same time as this happening. Um, and that he's probably some sort of person sent by the new regime. But you don't recognize him specifically from, say, Gristrum or anywhere around there. Are they looking around or are they just staring ahead? They're staring ahead. You occasionally would notice the woman is looking around. Uh, give me another, give me a quick um, history check or intelligence check. It's just straight just intelligence. Straight intelligence. History. I went back. History. 10. Historical intelligence. Um, nothing. Uh, you don't recognize what I think you would recognize. Um, oh, that's so teasing. <laughs> would any of the other of you? No. I mean, um, yes, absolutely. You don't even have to finish that word. Wizwick, if you'd like to give me a um, history check. That would be an 18. All right. Uh, so I would say, you know, this is not a, a huge thing, but just for kind of knowledge, um, you look at the individual with the hood and you presume based on the, uh, the sort of branches sticking out uh, that this is a wood elf, um, that they are uh, very, it's very uncommon to see them outside of Teramran, the last bastion of wood elves in this entire continent, that they're incredibly rare and they're not usually with officials of any kind. Um, and it's a peculiar sight. So not dissimilar to Snurvneblin. Yeah, actually very much so. Not or Elysian. <laughs> or Elysian, yeah. Although Elysians are more numerous in the world. In oh, sense okay. They have more lands. Like the... Wood elves hold like a very small amount of land within the um, the, the the four crowns, gotcha. um, the crown lands. So there, it's very rare to find them. Uh, all right, so you're all sort of sitting and waiting. The whole um, crowd is waiting, kind of getting anxious. Uh, you hear that same old man that was talking to Kiran. He's like, "Bring him out already! Let's see the man hang." When the uh, Lord is speaking with the uh, captain, as he kind of puts a hand, I was like, soon enough, soon enough. Um, as he looks back and you see Odoron, the, uh, the Archdruid, coming up, kind of uh, walking sort of in much more ceremonial looking robes than at the party. Um, and you see he's holding uh, uh, um, an ash branch and you see behind him is walking up uh, the four guards who are watching the um, the archdruid, bringing him up, each holding a chain that's attached to um, to the not actually not even a chain. It's their poles that are all attached to 
uh, a brace around the Archdruid's neck. So he can't, he has no control over his, he can't even have any slack. These are completely controlling his movement like an animal. Um, <clears throat> and he's brought forward. Uh, the Lord steps up in, in, t- in front of the crowd, which is mostly soldiers at this point, or, or guards, really. The Archdruid Olin of Bracklin Glen, member of our community for the last several years, patron of our gods and religion and faith, has betrayed every last one of our townsfolk, every last one of your families. In his dabbling in dark magics, is brought upon death and chaos, and for the murder of seven of our young, young, <clears throat> young men and women. For that, he will be hanged today, until dead, his body buried in an unmarked grave. And history will forget the Archdruid Orland, as we recover as a town. Odon, bring the prisoner forward. You see the captain steps aside. Odoron kind of bring, comes forward and begins to mutter some words that you can't hear from where you are, um, presumably praying. Um, as the guards unloose the neck, keep his hands bound behind him, and they uh, strap the noose around his neck, um, which is hanging from a makeshift... Uh, um, uh, gibbet. Um, occasionally, the uh, um, ash branch is sort of like tapped against the archdruid. Um, Lord Harrison actually pulls the druid Odoron aside and stops the ritual, whatever ritualistic praying that's going on, and announces out to the crowd there will be no forgiveness, there will be no rituals or prayers for Olin. He will see no peace in his afterlife. He will never see his ash keeper or experience the good grace of our beloved mother, Danu. You will never see what lies beyond this life, Olin. Do you have any last words? And the archdruid, same visage you saw before. They did not clean him up for this. He's in rags, bloodied, and sort of looking up, swollen eye. Blood drips from his mouth. My death is only the beginning. As he looks out to the crowd, you've all known me. We've all known Harrison. My work will continue. Usher me home. And that's when uh, <clears throat> Lord Harrison nods over to Odoron, who <clears throat> it's fairly like it's, it's this is makeshift and brutal. It's not even like let's pull a lever and watch him drop. They literally come up and kick him off the edge of the uh um of the the dais as the 
the noose tightens, the the uh, gibbet, the makeshift gibbet shakes violently for a moment as you hear a very visceral <laughs> as you see the arch druid's body hanging there, his head up, blood coming down from from being released from his his mouth and, and nose, legs twitching in the cold dark, and then still as the Archdruid Orlin is brought to an end. And so passes Orlin of Bracklin Glen. Guards remove the body, buried in an unmarked grave. Let this be a lesson for those who would dabble in the darkest of arts and bring calamity and chaos upon our beloved imagined set. And it's at that point, the guards step forward and begin to remove his body. And that strange individual steps up from the side and comes up the steps. The two uh, compatriots don't follow him. They stay amongst the crowd and kind of keep an eye on it. Um, As he steps up, and you can see as he's moving beneath the heavy brown cloak or gleaming plate armor, like the finest um, polished plate armor of a silver color. Um, you know, a, a, a sword at the hip that you can see with a beautiful uh, end to it. And um, he steps up and the Lord kind of stressfully, he's been kind of moving about. He's manic, really, is, is how I describe how he's been this whole time. Seems like he's about to try to say something to the crowd, to his, his guards beneath before this man gets up here. But just sort of as the guard come, the man steps up and kind of puts a hand on on Harrison's shoulder and turns out to the crowd. An interesting display. From your leader. People in mostly guards of imagine set. I am General Aldrich Kinsley from Oxlin, sent here by our new good king, King our new good king Heinrich. I am here to bring order and restore peace to your lands. I did not come here to deal with your criminals. It is by chance that I am here on the day of this man's execution. But I will need to question each of you of the guard and those involved in recent happenings in your relation and working business with Lord Harrison here, who I presume will provide all information I need to bring this town to order. How this individual was let loose upon you all for so long how seemingly there's no aid from your king or from our own garrisons here there was much work to be done in the name of our new good king Heinrich I bring good time good tidings and good times ahead 
as our new king sees fit to bring order to the outer kingdoms. Expect word from me, each of you. Dismissed. And at that, the uh, the general steps down back to join his compatriots who follow him out. The lord essentially chases after him. The captain looks incredibly irritated that his men have been dismissed without his word as sort of confusion. The sound of the crowd is deep confusion and mutterings as they're all kind of like, oh, all right, let's go home. Um, and it's at that sort of Kiran, you're like kind of keeping your eye on the, all the individuals, but you're just sort of watching as these men drop the Orlin's body and bring it forward and throw a sheet over it as they're the man is dead now, as far as you all know. What would you like to do? Are there any torches nearby? Yes. There are torches amongst the uh um amongst the uh the ramparts. Um there's a few guards holding torches. Um and there's torches in sconce. There's definitely Plenty of torches. <laughs> uh, Kiran would look for the closest, preferably on his way towards the Archdruid's body. If it's a guard holding it, he'd be, you know, just like kind of catchy, like, if you don't mind, and just take it, walk to the Druid's body, and just toss the torch on it. So so the guards are, uh, you know, thrown back by it when you go to grab it. Um you, it's. I, I'd say you successfully do the do so and drop the torch on there, and it immediately lights up the blank, like sort of the sheet they put over him. Um, as they all kind of like step back, like uncertain. Um, the captain nods to you though, and then in under understanding, um, what you can glean from that is not everyone's been told um, about what you told McClear, and McClear must have told the captain, right. Um, but in this sort of dark, dreary day, the body burns and the horrible scent of burning flesh fills the courtyard as the guards are sort of dismissed and move back to either whatever their post was or back to the barracks. The uh, villagers kind of disperse. You see that old man kind of sticks behind a little bit, spits on the ground, and uh, exits as well. Yeah, uh, I'll say it's good. Let, let the man burn. Um, let the body burn. Um, as you see Heronson kind of animatedly speaking to this new figure, General Aldrich, um, who is sort of taking it in the way you would see like a, a baseball manager arguing with the uh, umpire. Um but very, there's a distinct moment where he drops his hand on Harrison's shoulder. That's a power move for sure. As, as Harrison stops speaking, kind of bows his head and nods. Um, and this general leads him away back. And they begin to exit the courtyard together. The two individuals who are still cloaked are kind of wait until most of the crowd is dispersed. Um... They haven't left. They're just sort of waiting. Is there anything you'd like to do? I think ever since the uh, speech given by the general, 
Wiswick has been kind of just staring at Cal nervously and maybe even during the speech and like during the whole action it looks like Wiswick was like about to run away for a while like he was just backing up and like trying to be part of the crowd like not looking conspicuous at all every once in a while like taking a peek back at Cal to see what he's doing and uh, when the things start to die down I think that Wiswick would go and probably just follow Cal, hide behind him, and just stay out of the view of the people wearing brown. Okay. I would have just stood there, stoically listening. Um, <clears throat> and then Cal would... Uh, is uh, I know Kiran's a little bit farther out, and I'm with Wiswick. Uh, Scar, are you near me, or are you far away? Uh, I think we're all standing in a clump, so I think I'm... Yeah. Near you. Okay. Uh, I would turn to the gang and I would say something like, well, I uh, we were involved, so I suppose let's uh, get this sorted then, yes? Let's get it over with. We probably would make a good impression going to find him before he has to come find us. Uh, my thoughts exactly. Wiswick, I know this makes you uncomfortable, <laughs> but I think this is the right move. Um... I don't know if we could trust these guys. They don't seem like the friendly sort. I, I know this is a serious situation, but they might take what we've done and spin it, you know. They we're really good scapegoats. If I were in their position, I would try and find somebody who's not a part of the town to throw this on to. I get that vibe as well. That could be correct, but I think there's enough voices of support for us in the guard itself that we should be okay. Um, we know McClear's with us. Dumnall. But where's McClear? Where, I, I don't see McClear. What happened to him, huh? What if they already got him? I mean, that was only last night he was like stabbed. Kieran, overhearing this, breaks his uh, like visage of, you know, watching the body burn. And goes, McClear was in a circle of ash with Wayla, lending his assistance. Precisely. So I, I say agree. we get ahead of this. Uh, if we go in of our own accord, uh, uh, as Scar said, that is, that is, I think, the best way to handle this. Um, I would like to search my memory for any knowledge of like the noble house of, of uh, General Aldrich, you said, right? Yep. Yeah, go ahead and give me a, uh, a history check. Yeah, I'll give you a history check. <laughs> Fucking, that's a, it's a 19. Why do I have proficiency in history? That's a 19. <laughs> uh, I would say um, with your knowledge, you don't recognize Kinsley, Aldrich Kinsley, as a uh, particular member of a noble house of uh, Oxlin. You're not as familiar with Oxlin's um, yeah. uh, history because, so. yeah, you, you would have... Um, been taught enough about Oxlin, but sort of in a very begrudging way, like Oxlin. Yeah. Those, uh, you know, yeah. anti, you know, domineering, uh, domineering high king's court is not as popular in Enduris as, say, Tresix and other areas. Um, you Wait, would. Oxlin is the capital of Tresic. No. Oxlin uh, is the whole. I thought Caradol was. For, so, Caradolin is the capital of the entire. Oh, Oxlin's the other country. 
uh, splits the country. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. So yeah. So generally, for history knowledge and for those who kind of know the maybe Scarlet would know this, you would definitely know this Cal and this this general structure of the area you're in. Is that Oxland is the heartland of the uh, the Trinwald uh, Valley, and it's where the High King lives, and it's where it's the cap. Caradolin is the capital of the entire kingdoms. Um, obviously, Trexus has its own lower king. Um, so the this figure coming in is a deep political move. Right, right. I I, uh, I thought Oxland was a city for some reason. And they have a new child king, and I learned that from Len from the Sibian Trading Company. Yeah, time. King Heinrich, right? <laughs> the, the good. The new, <laughs> mm-hmm. the new child king of... We went he was of the bridge, and I really wanted to go through it. He's the new <laughs> high king, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. He's the... Heinrich is the king of... Uh, all, Ox, of all of it, yeah. He's the king of Oxland, but the Oxland's the king of everything. Yeah, the four so, crowns. Mm-hmm. Five crowns. Quintarchy. It is a quintarchy, although the Duke of Endurance. We'll we'll lore this out in in, in role play. We'll just spend the rest of the night talking lore. Um, okay, so uh, the in the interest of the um, the time it is, I'd say we'll uh, we'll call it here. Um, but what the last sort of feeling here is, you're in this rain-seeped courtyard, the same courtyard you first encountered the Archdruid Orlin, sort of noticing this gaping hole. It's it's deeper than it looked before. Um, You know, it's sort of collapsed in a little bit, but it's it's there. Um, You watch kind of as the crowd disperses and the burning sort of a black flame is shooting up from the uh, corpse of the Archdruid that the guards are kind of gathered around and sort of you see one of them spits on the burning corpse um as you're leaving to uh plan how you're going to approach this new figure to try to get into his good graces you just watch as you look across and i'd say uh i'd say curon and timber notice this uh with your passive perceptions you just Right before leaving, you can look across and you see the wood elf figure is watching you all. You can sort of just see sort of that reflective light. It's kind of reflecting from the burning of the Archdruid's corpse in this sort of empty mask. You just see those little, almost like out-of-focus candle lights watching you. And that's where we're going to end tonight. <laughs> it's Kieran. gives him a little wave. Um, and we'll pick up next week with you, whatever, however you want to approach the uh, the this new figure, General. Um, and as you all discuss kind of what your next move is, because um, you have several options here. Um, and we'll see where these ran, you know, this uh, group ragtag. of hooligans. Ragtag. I was like, what was I trying to say? Ran shamble? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh, runes. this. Hashtag runes. This, hashtag runes. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just so mm. full. Of, I'm so full of oats. Um, <laughs> uh, next week, we'll see where this ragtag group of misfits decide their next fate is going to be um, after potentially spilling some beans to this general. Uh, we'll see how that goes next oh, week. I'm spilling every. 
<laughs> That's how this next goes. Scarlet Hal, killed someone. No. Hal throws you all under the bus. <laughs> Get a good cushy position with the general. Yeah. <laughs> Get in with uh, the corded oxflint. Turn that into yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us and sticking with us through to the end. Um, join us again next week. Uh, more episodes keep going up on the YouTube channel. I believe episode five is up now or is going to be up soon. Um, and uh, share it with your friends uh, and look forward to more announcements about potential more shows that are going to be showing on the, the, uh, the channel. Um, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, thanks for joining us in paradise. Bye! <laughs> hey, that was a great episode. Uh, Alex yelling bye at the end there. That's some real, that's, that's quality audio. That's what that is. Um, we hope you enjoyed episode nine. Uh, kind of a lot happened. I, I think it is uh, hinting at a lot of things, both uh, individually, emotionally, and uh, kind of the overall political sense of the thing. We hope you join us next time for episode 10. Adios. I loved that uh, Clayton kept freezing this episode. Uh, I actually removed like three other instances of him leaving. Um, I did it well, like, cleverly. So hopefully, y'all won't see that there was a, a gap. Uh, I'm pretty much the best. So, good night. <laughs>